Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Schmackamagob! It's me, you know. And with me is... Fucking vodka, man. Oh, yeah! Yeah, it's all alcoholic and wildly. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. How about yourself? I, uh, I'm doing fantastical. Good, good. That's that's better than me. I'm just doing pretty good. You're doing fantastical. My balls don't hurt. Everything's good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Hats my, off to Roy Harper. My, my balls haven't hurt ever. I don't even know why I brought that up. But, you know, it's still something we should not take for granted. Having yes. unaching balls. Yes. You know? You know what I'm saying? Because you, I can, mean, be, you yeah. can be kicked in the teeth again. You can be kicked in the balls again. You know? I've never been kicked in the balls. I've had, like, something, like, swipe my balls gently. And, it and, and like, I'm like, uh-oh. And you have to wait, like, 40 seconds. And it's like, oh! Yeah. I mean, you could just graze the nuts. And it's going to hurt. Like, why is it that it takes 40 seconds like, you know, you can get kicked in the nuts as hard as you can, and automatically you're going to go, oh, man, but you really don't feel pain, but you're going, oh, man, because you know in 40 seconds. I, I think that's your brain trying to save you. That's some kind of defense mechanism. Like, I'm going to try to hold this pain off as long as I can. I've been kicked in the dick, and that's no walk in the fucking park, but it's still better than getting hit in the balls. Oh, you know what did happen to me? Um... <laughs> I think I told you the story. <clears throat> my very first groupie, my very first thrasher die groupie, she hurt my balls sucking on them. Oh. Yeah, that can happen. Sometimes, you ever had a chick like kind of pop your ball with her mouth? Like kind of, yeah, you know, put, yeah, put but, but, oh, man. No, no, Ow. dude. Bella, you know the red redhead girl? Yeah. She would do that a lot, but she was so professional, bro. She did it perfectly. I got videos to prove it and it didn't hurt. She knew, how, she knew how to suck them balls viciously without making them hurt. I, I, I like balls licked uh, more than sucked, I would say. But uh, oh, have you ever, you ever seen the, you ever seen these videos? Uh, <laughs> I think they're called booyahs, uh, where the guy shoves his balls into the chick's ass and then he pulls them out and goes booyah. I <laughs> know that's awesome. Oh. But I'm thinking, like... That must hurt, though. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Unless, like, how, unless how, it's a real loose asshole. Yeah, but even a fucking vagina, I couldn't imagine pushing my balls into. Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah. I, 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 I saw a porno once where the girl was punching the guy's balls while giving him head. And I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> not... This is not turning me on. Oh, I, I saw one that was... Oh, man, I wish I had it to send it to you. I'll see if my, my buddy sent it to me. Again, and I'll, I'll forward it to you. <laughs> but it's this couple that take turns kicking each other in the groin, like he kicks her into the cunt, and she's like, "Ow!" And then she kicks him in the balls, he's like, "Ow!" And they yeah. just keep going back and forth, and it, it's hilarious. But at the same time, it's one of those when you watch it, and you 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 feel the pain. You know, and people think I'm weird for having my ass licked. 
I bet you all those people that think I'm weird for having my ass lick like to get their balls kicked and their cunt kicked. Well, I mean, girls that don't uh, lick ass should have their cunt kicked. Getting your butt licks pretty cool. That shit's amazing, man. You y'all don't understand. Even you youngins, wait till wait till you have a, a fucking old doctor stick a finger up your ass. Yeah. You're gonna crave a girl licking it and making it feel better. Yeah, nah, I, I don't I don't like the fingers, you know. I don't soft, either, man. I don't uh, I don't like no fingers up my ass. No, but 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 a soft tongue I'll never turn away. Well you know you know what's funny? I've never had a finger up my ass other than a doctor, but in a sexual situation, it's yeah. it, believe me. Girls that, you know, when they find out I like my ass look, they try to stick a finger, and I always have, no, no, hey, no fingers. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've had attempts, but no, thankfully, no uh, successful attempts. You know, this one girl, uh-huh. this one girl was so funny, she licked my ass, I mean, I love having my ass look, she licked my ass, and then she said, are you gay? <laughs> she actually asked me that. Do you, are, are, are you, I mean, oh, no, she said, are you bisexual? Do you like men, too? I was like, no, and she's like, oh, you like ass play? I'm like, yeah, I like my ass licked. I don't like fingers in there. She's like, oh, good thing you told me. I was like, yeah, well, you know. And, and there's never been a finger up my ass well, without that warning. Because I already feel it, a finger approaching the ass. I'm like, no, 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 no fingers. Um, I'm really quick at the at the reply. Anyway, this is the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. But you knew that since the subject we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, this would have got us kicked off of, uh, what was that shit we yeah, Alternative on? Nation, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, Alternative, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, they don't like the asshole pleasures. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if y'all missed that one, uh, we used to be on some radio station, and uh, they got complaints of us talking about anal lingus, and they asked <laughs> us not to do that anymore, and we're like, no. <laughs> yeah. So they, they gave us the boot. Yeah, no, no, I, well, I, I'm like, you can't fire me, I quit. No, she asked me for it to never happen again. I'm like, well, I can't promise that'll never happen again, so I think it's best we part ways. Yeah, fuck that. I don't think we picked up a lot of fans there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, we, we turned off a couple of people. Because, you know, these people like their balls kicked. They don't like to hear about us being like. Yeah, yeah, that would have been different. If we would have talked about that, then it would be some kind of, like, pro-feminism thing, you know? And uh, they would have been down for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> uh, so we have no iTunes reviews this week. And I still haven't got back on that site that has the other shit. Uh, I, I, was having, I was wasting too much time listening to an album we're going to review. But I do have the... I found this on my phone. Somebody sent this to me uh, a long time ago. And I apologize. I forget who. But uh, this was a uh, an iTunes review that was left somewhere in Europe. So I apologize for not knowing who left this. And if, if this was you, let us know on the Facebook page. If you hear this, go, oh, that's my review. Because uh, I'd, I'd love to give you credit. But uh, the, the Tomb of the Unknown Reviewer says, and I quote, two musicians... Brutally and honestly review records. I think that's funny. They said two musicians. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you're, you do a cover band. That's hardly a musician. Right. Uh, uh, brutally honest review records, each other and other stuff in a hilarious show. One host is known for his drinking and supposedly isn't much of a ballad guy. The other known at times to drink, but admits to liking Beth. <laughs> yeah. They, they both support live music, old and new, which only adds interest and integrity. 
So if you're into great music, mom jokes, and bashing Van Hager, Van Hagar, then check these guys out. And if it's not your bag, then check them out anyway, because you might just need to be schooled. <laughs> that's that, right. That, that's, that's a pretty cool review. And uh, if any of our listeners uh, from the European nations uh, can claim to that, man, let me know on the Facebook page, and I'll give you proper credit in a future episode. And uh, like I said, I'm being a little tardy here, but, man, we're knocking out a lot of shit, man. We just, <laughs> you are we just, tardy. You're a tard. Yeah. Uh, you know, we knocked out an epic episode that has to be edited in two parts last night. We're recording again tonight. We may We're... put this one up before the two-parter. Yeah, yeah. It's a fan paid episode, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm down for that. I, I'm just letting people know the time frame here. This is like a Tarantino movie, man. It, nothing happens in order. Exactly. But, uh, but, uh, but I'm going to get back to that page where I can read... Uh, you know, some of our uh, reviews from other countries, because I, I love that. I love that people outside of America listen to us, man, because, uh, you know, I'm going to be real honest. Those are the best fans, man. You European fans, South American fans, those are the loyal motherfuckers, man. And, and for people in other countries to get into us where, you know, might even be a language, like this might not be your first language, but you still get into the show, man, that's incredible. And definitely want to give you guys credit for the, the kind words that you leave. So that will be coming in the future, but not tonight. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do a complete episode here. We're going to do the news and everything. We're recording it all live, and it's going to be awesome, man. And we'll get this up ASAP. So let's get into the news. Well, consider George Lynch the next guy that's going to be ostracized by... uh, Trump supporters, he just came out uh, calling uh, the current president an idiotic monster and a complete piece of shit who doesn't know anything. And wow, did he get his ass lit up on Blabbermouth. No, you're kidding. Which, you know, I I find funny because, uh, you know, Blabbermouth is like the CNN of metal news, but all the commenters come from Fox News. I mean, it's really white, uh, right wing if, if you look at the comments. But, you know, a lot of the right-wing people call, uh, you know, the liberal snowflakes, and they're too sensitive. But I cannot believe every time somebody comes out and bashes Trump, the amount of people who, like, I'm never listening to that artist again. And uh, there's another... That's not uh, music fans. Yeah, yeah, but man, I, I, I can't believe, like, like, the, like all these people come out of the woodwork just, oh, fuck him, oh, God, I'll never listen to his shit again. I'm like, Really? Really, I still listen to Ted Nugent for Christ's sake, and, and I can't stand you know, 99% of what he stands for, but I still love the music. I'm never going to stop listening to the Ted Nugent records that I love. Yeah, but come on, Ian. Give me a break. You're going to tell me the other side don't do not do the same shit? You're being too one-sided here. Somebody comes out and says, you know, fucking I love Hillary or something, and there's going to be a bunch of fucking people fucking... I mean, I hate Hillary. There'll be a bunch of people attacking that person, too. Give me a break. Come on. That goes both sides. Not, not me. Not me. Not you. Go, and not you. And, and you know what? <laughs> I, I, I won't bash George either. Not that I'm a Trump supporter, but I am more conservative. And and, and I read something about him saying something how uh, the far left are more better than conservatives. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to put on some Mr. Scary, man, because that shit rocks. I'm not, I'm not that way either. I, I don't give a fuck anybody's political stance. But I will say in some ca- not all cases, not all cases, 
but in some cases, it's a little too preachy for me. Uh, musicians have the right to say what they feel. I have nothing against that part. But when you're like, you know, saying, oh, you're an idiot if you voted for Trump, that's preachy to me. It's like, fuck you. You know, fuck, fuck you. I didn't vote for Trump, but so what? So what? I don't think anybody's an idiot for vote for Trump. That's their fucking opinion, man. Everybody should be respected for their opinion. And everybody should get together. I, you know, I hated Obama, what he did in Cuba, but I still, it was my president. You know, I had to respect my president because he's running my country. I will complain about it because it is America and we can say, hey, fuck the president and not go to jail. And that's the beautiful thing about this country. But I will stand by any president uh, unless they want to change us into communism and shit. Then, you know, I, I'll be like, oh, you know, I, I'm not digging this president, man. That's about it. But, uh, you know, I don't... I'll listen to Thrasher die, you know. I don't... There you go. I don't think... Um, what you just... Repeat what George said again? I, I forgot. What did he uh, say about Trump? Well, I, I, I mean... Like typical stories, you know, it's a clickbait uh, title. He, he says a lot of shit, but what it says in the title is an idiotic monster and a complete piece of shit who doesn't know anything. You know, and then he, ain't, ain't, ain't America beautiful, dude? Ain't yeah. America glorious? How he can say that and then just go on and, and go on and fucking right. weight lift without no fucking buddy fucking fucking with him while he steroids up, juices up. America the beautiful. Fuck yeah, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Now, it's not preachy. He's saying his opinion of what he thinks of the president. He's not talking to Trump supporters. You know what I'm right. saying? There's a big difference. Now, if you're going to preach, ah, you shouldn't do that. You're an idiot. If you... Fuck. Like, Tommy Lee does that. You right. know? So, right. Well, and I thought I thought it was funny if uh, you know a story that came up. Uh, two actors from this show I've never watched called Will and Grace uh, came out and said that they don't even want to work with anybody uh, who supports Trump. Well, that that Hollywood is the biggest hypocritical oh, yeah. bullshit ever. Yeah, yeah. Meryl uh, Streep going up there, fucking bashing Trump, and then fucking giving Roman Polanski a fucking standing ovation. Fuck that kind. Right. Now, you know, I, I you know, it's, it's no secret how much disdain I have uh, for the current president. But, you know, you know what, you know, who likes him is Bushy. And if somebody like shot at Bushy, I, you know, I wouldn't jump in front of the bullet, but I would push somebody else in front of the bullet so it didn't hit Bushy. Yeah, you know? me too. Cause, cause I love Bushy. Yeah. Bushy's awesome, even though he yeah. pissed me off. But I still yeah. love you, Bushy. Yeah, and, and, and you know, listening. this is a candle matchup. It, it, it's funny. I've got an old-time friend I, I've known for well over 20 years, and he is like the biggest supporter. And uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of my friends, you know, that I've developed through the show and everything, man, they get into arguments with them on my site because you know I don't put political shit on the Wadzilla World page or the uh, or you know uh, Rocket Metal. I, I put it on my own page because that that's for me. You know, I keep the other shit out of our shows. Uh, but he gets into fights with everybody, and somebody called him out like, why is this guy even on your page? And he says, hey, you fucking asshole, I've known Ian for over 20-something years, and I'm just trying to be, and we don't agree on anything, but we're friends. And I'm trying to let him know I still give a shit what he's doing, you know? And I, I love that. I love that. I don't have to agree with this guy, because I know he loves me, I love him, and, and we're great friends. 
even though we, we agree on almost nothing, but we're still friends, you know? And that shit's more important at the end of the day than, than this yeah, other man. shit. man, that whole hating somebody over political shit is as stupid as hating somebody for liking the cure. You know? I love yeah. all cure fans. You see, here's the reason. This is how I roll, Ian. <laughs> I hate bands, not, you know, the rest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's ass backwards, but I respect your opinion. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> exactly, and I respect your opinion, thinking it's ass backwards. That's your yeah. opinion. It ain't gonna change mine. Yeah. Fuck uh, the cure. I love you, fans. I love you, cure fans that you can cry when a girl hugs you. That shit's sad. It's cute. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, save the real hate for Sammy Hagar. That's something I think we can. Well, all that you know, there's an exception to every rule. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, you, that, Mark. <laughs> That's the real enemy. I'm kidding. All right, next story here. Uh, did you see Spinal Tap's Derek Smalls put up a video today? I didn't watch it, but I saw "Give Me More Money." Some yeah, g- give me, give me some more money. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cute. It's, it's not, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not gonna be up there with uh, Fat Bottom Girls and, and Sex Farm Woman and shit like that. But, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. It's, it's basically, uh, you know, Derek Smalls talking about, you know, nobody buys records. It shows him, like, selling blood to make money and begging people to buy T-shirts because he still needs money and shit like that. You know, it was, it was, it was kind of funny. I think uh, Paul Schaefer played on it, Wadi Wachtel. Uh, I forget another musician. You know, it kind of sucks that, uh, uh, and I'm trying to think of his real name, uh, the guy that plays Derek Smalls. Uh man, he's the best. Yeah, I met, I met Spinal Tap, and they were all uh, for him. What the Principal fuck? Skinner? Yeah, Harry. Yeah, Harry Shear. Yeah, Harry Shear. Uh, he's the only one that still seems to embrace, you know, classic Spinal Tap, and, and doesn't mind dressing up in character and playing the character. Where Christopher Guest and Michael McKeon really seem like, you know. Well, I don't know if you know this about Spinal Tap. You told me when you you saw them and they didn't dress up and all that No, 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 Uh, not that. Um, You know that every five years they need to do something in order order for something to keep some type of rights or something. Oh, really? Spinal Tap, I think it's, I could have the years wrong, but I believe every five years they need to pop up and do something Spinal Tap. So so what what you just said makes sense because... Notice it's only him popping up, and it's still, you know, right. uh, Spinal Tap. I, I know there is some issues with with who owns the rights to the film, and that's been a an ongoing issue with uh, DVD and Blu-ray releases uh, and expanded shit. Uh, I, I I know it originally came out on Embassy Pictures, but I don't know who owns the rights. But uh, you know, what's man, funny I, is the extras on the Blu-ray I got is yeah. actually longer than the movie. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there's some great shit on there, man. Yeah. I was I was lucky enough to see him on on uh, the Break Like the Wind tour, and you know it, it, that was full blown Spinal Tap, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I, I wish they would, you know, do something again, you know, like full fledged. But you know, they're get, they're getting old. But uh, yeah, check out the, the Derek Smalls thing. It, it's funny for what it is, but you know, it's not classic. I'll put it that way. Right on. All right. Well. Uh, Glenn Danzig is going to premiere his new movie. Uh, I don't know how the fuck you say this, Virotica or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you pronounce it perfectly, dude. Oh, okay. I know, I know how it's pronounced. 
Okay. Uh, at the historic Castro Theater in San Francisco. That's right by uh, Bill Wang's house. Fuck commies. Oh. <laughs> commies? <laughs> Castro Theater. Oh, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, the, the Castro uh, is more known for being a, a gay district of San Francisco than uh, a, a, oh, a, then that's, a, a then commun- that's okay. A communist uh, yeah, district. Gay, gay people rule. Yeah. Communists suck. Yeah, yeah it's it's not named after Fidel Castro. It, it's, oh, okay, yeah, my I, bad. I believe the area is named after an early settler in San Francisco whose last name was Castro. But I mean, you're talking fucking years and years before Fidel. Had nothing to do with him. Um, but apparently he's had some sold out uh, premieres of the movie in Chicago at the Music Box Theater and in, in Los Angeles uh, I, I'd like to check it out see what he's got going uh, you know th- those old classic dancing videos were always good and he had a lot of input on those Has he, uh, is this his first movie? I believe so that, that he's you know written and directed and stuff and it's based on a comic I believe that he started. Uh, so, fuck it. You know, I, I'd like to see it. You know, I'm you heard about you heard about the Fred Durst movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get into that later, but uh, we might as well talk about it now. Yeah, supposedly it's got scathing reviews, and I don't even know this isn't even his first movie. He's had a couple of movies, uh, but supposedly, you know, the reviews are are so bad. You know, John Travolta is really. You know, he's on a down note now. He did that movie, uh, Gotti, that he, he was so proud of. And it just totally bombed and got panned for, you know, and I believe he directed that one as well. You know, they premiered that movie down here. My niece went and took a picture with him. That oh. was very nice. Nice, yeah. Well, you know, gay guys like women, you know, just not sexually. Uh, but, uh... But it, yeah, it got scathing reviews. I gotta admit, I I turned it on and I watched maybe five minutes, and I was like, uh, I'm not in the mood for this. But I I watched the uh, the trailer for the movie, and what he plays like an autistic guy, uh, who, who's a stalker of his. Favorite he looks like he looks like Simple Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he play, he plays an autistic stalker of an action movie star. Right. And uh, <laughs> I gotta admit, judging by the trailer, I want to see it. I agree with you 100 percent because I was shocked to see how bad it did. I was like, dude, I, I you know, I'm no fan of Fred Durst at all. Right. But when I saw that trailer, I was like, this looks interesting. Yeah, it, it and, could be, it could either be good or like so bad it's amazing. I, I think, yeah, and you know what? I, I really don't go by fucking critics and shit. I judge shit by myself. But, you know, it could be terrible. And they just put the good parts in the trailer. But the trailer looked great. I was, yeah. like, waiting in line and yeah. going to the guy's house. And, you know, it looked it looked fucking interesting, trying to burn him on his bed. You know, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, what's that Stephen King movie with James Caan? Uh, Misery. Misery, yeah. It reminded me of something like that, that little part of the trailer. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to pay to see it, but I'll, I'll rent it on Netflix. Uh, I'm sure it's coming out next week. It reminded me of meeting Billy Hardaway. Uh, oh, Billy's <laughs> awesome. I'm kidding, Billy. I love you, and you know. Me and Billy had a great, great conversation at oh, the man. And the Billy good, gave good soul. Billy gave you an amazing gift too, man. Yeah, the little Eddie, uh, the Eddie Trooper. Yeah, that was uh, super cool, man. Proudly, proudly on my little uh, display case there with my Merkel Fate stuff. 
Yeah, and, and Billy messaged me the other day. Um, he, he listened to the uh, Cry of Love episode and where I was talking about um, uh, Mr. X was having a hard time finding the second album with uh, Robert Mason singing. And I just so happened, I finally did get the album. I listened to a little bit of it. I, I, I did like Robert Mason's vocals better. But it was nice that, that Billy offered. He's like, hey, I can get you that if Mr. X can't. You know, Billy's a good dude. I had yeah. tease him. Great guy. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, my God. Here, here's Oh, my God. No, it's not Kiss. But uh, I, I'm so happy for a friend of ours, man. He is the king of getting himself on fucking uh, Blabbermouth. And that's Josh Toomey. And, uh, and, and uh, his interview from Rockin' Pod 3 with Dave Ellison made it on to Blabbermouth. Uh, but, but man, what a, what a clickbait title. And I don't believe this is Josh's doing. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I believe he told me a lot of times it's, it's not even him getting on there. It, it's, it's somebody else, you know, and, and Josh does have, you know, he did play with Primer 55 and knows a lot more people who are in the industry through that. Uh, but I, I think he has, he has somebody up there who listens to his show that, that adds it a lot. But what a clickbait title. Uh, and, and it kind of worries me. It's like when you see stories like this go up on Blabbermouth that are definitely clickbait and bring out the worst thing to try to get people to read it, will that deter artists in the future from talking to us at, at expos and stuff like that and going on podcasts because shit like this, uh, you know, is, is so salacious. And the title of this is Dave Ellison on how he survived in Megadeth all these years. And it says in, you know, quotations, I know my place. Which is kind of, wow, really makes him look, you know, like if you just read the title, it's like, ooh, damn, sounds like a bitch, you know. But if you read the full thing and, and, and you know, you read it, you know, he's not he's not saying that. But he's just saying he knows how to work within the confines of working with, with Dave Mustaine. And, uh, you know, it's actually a very good interview that he did with him. But, man, from that title, I mean, if you were just to see that title, wouldn't you think the same thing? Like, wow, what a bitch. Blabbermouth is the king of clickbait, though. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but, but... How do you feel about that? Do you, do you think when, when artists who we talk to see stuff like that, that kind of maybe puts them in a bad light or, or highlights shit that maybe they don't, you know, they feel is kind of uh, disrespectful, do you think that will deter them from talking to us in the future or guesting on other podcasts? Probably, probably. Especially if uh, managers get involved. Cause they seem to be more sensitive than the actual artists. So if right. they do their homework, we're fucked. But I will right. say this, judging by the music of Megadeth, um, and no, I don't think it keeps, it, it kind of like does, uh, the title kind of makes sense too, even though it wasn't true, the title, but man, listen to the first two Megadeth albums. Dave Allison was fucking sick on bass, dude. And then he just like fell in line after that. You know, kind of like, you know, I equate it with Steve Harris on the first two Maiden albums. And then what it became afterwards, you know, it wasn't as... Jason Newstead's a great example too. You listen to him on the first Flotsam. Shit, even some of the Garage days. He's over the fucking fretboard, and then you know, Taka does real albums, and you can't barely hear him. Right. He doesn't. He's not adventurous like Cliff Burton was. You know what I'm right. saying? 
Right. Well, you know, was he allowed to be? Exactly. Where Cliff yeah. was, because Cliff, they, they, they were afraid of Cliff. Yeah. yeah. Cliff, Cliff was, was like, yeah, he was a badass. And, you know, they, they were still becoming who they were, you know. Oh, no, uh, they weren't. They, look, and that's the one, you know, and of course, getting off subject here. But, man, I, I, I think I brought this up before, but it needs to be brought up again. You know, like, every time I see that stupid shirt, it should have been Lars. Like, people are so uneducated when you look at the picture of Lars Ulrich next to Cliff Burton. Who was the more metal guy in that picture? Lars Ulrich. Was not open-minded with music. He was only about the new wave of British heavy metal. Fucking Cliff Burton loved R.E.M., ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner, Boys to Cult. If anybody would have wanted to change the direction of Metallica, he would have been the first one to do it. And in interviews, he even says, like, you know, like, he says it disgustingly. That tour bus interview, yeah, man, like, people, like, oh, they just want us to play 100 miles an hour. Like, he makes his face like, fuck you guys. We do what we want, you know? And I know Cliff would have been... I don't, I, I honestly, I mean, maybe it's my wishful thinking, but I don't think, I think Metallica would have changed with Cliff Burton, but I don't think Cliff would have went with the changes they did. Right. I can't, I can't I picture, I can't picture Cliff Burton, like, fully, uh, fully supporting Load. Right. You know, or, I, I, I picture a change, but it would have been a sincere change from an honest place and not from the wallet. Yeah, it probably would have been more Sam Hain. Right. and shit like that you know but then again you you know you never know because the dead always get a pass you know I I, I, I honestly think Cliff would have fucking hit the road too like like Jason did but he would have done it quicker see everybody praises Jason oh he left Metallica dude he left Metallica way after the fact the damage was done he already did those two load albums right Cliff would have left before that shit I, I still give him balls for leaving though man because that that took that takes a lot to. You know, I, agree. I agree. You know, you're what's considered, you know, and unfortunately, he'll always be that guy, you know, or the other guy, you know, he'll never be Cliff, you know, and and to have the balls to step away, saying, you know what, fuck this, she ain't gonna tell me what to do. Yeah, and, no, and, and, I, I and appreciate that. You know, so so hats off to Jason Newstead. I got yeah. nothing bad to say about him. Echo Brain fucking sucked, but. I applaud him for, you know, hey, he believed in it, so yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck he did. James. He, he, and I do, I, I appreciate him for fucking up his shoulder on purpose so he didn't have to go play with uh, Rockstar Supernova, you know? I don't even and, know nothing about that. You don't, you don't remember that, that fucking game show he was on? Nope. It was like, oh, it was a reality show uh, where, like, it was Newstead, Dave Navarro, and, and Tommy Lee. And, and they pick a singer to form a new super group. <coughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. It was know, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Him associating with those trendoids. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, next story. And man, for, for one week, I would, I would like to get away from this shit. But it seems like uh, this band is second only to Slipknot and Corey Taylor is being on every fucking page. What does but, Corey Taylor think? Yeah. But Kith, oh my God. Here's another guy feeling the wrath uh, today. Uh, Kisses Paul Stanley slams lawmakers for failing to take action on U.S. gun laws and says prayers and sympathy are not enough. And boy, is he being attacked for that. And there was a great post today 
from Ken Mills. Man, I really love this one. And uh, he was going off about everybody bitching about what Paul said. And he goes, you know what? Show Kiss how pissed you are. Send all your records and memorabilia to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a smart dude. Oh, yeah. And he had this great picture. I don't know if it was his his house or not, but it's this room that's filled with nothing but kiss shit. Very well could be Ken Mills' house. But uh, <laughs> but I, I love that. Like, okay, 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 you fucking, you know, kiss nerds who are so offended. Uh, you know, you know, you know. Put your money where your mouth is. Really, you know, burn them like they're Beatles records when they said they're bigger than Jesus. You don't like what he said? Send all your shit to Ken Mills. And I encourage everybody to do that. If what Paul said pissed you off so much, you know, and, and there's there's there are rumors that he didn't even really text that, that that was like a text sync kind of thing. You know, that was actually a text he sent years ago, and they just put it out now. Right. But... <laughs> But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, if you, if you really hate him that bad and, and it makes you that mad he said that, send all your kiss shit to Ken Mills. He'll appreciate it. I love yeah. that shit. And, and an interesting story today, uh, something that came out that is kind of big uh, for gun shit. Did you see what Walmart uh, did today? No. Uh, Walmart will stop selling uh, handgun ammunition. And, Why? Uh, because... Uh, I mean, well, shit, look at the, the shooting thing that happened at, at Walmart and with all the shootings. I mean, there's a mass shooting every other day. And and, and they said, you know, they, they will continue to sell shotguns and rifles and, 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 you know, ammunition that is for shotguns and rifles. But they, they uh, I believe the only state where Walmart sells handguns anymore is in Alaska. And they're going to stop selling those and any ammunition that is associated with handguns and these semi-automatic rifles that are being used in a lot of these mass shootings. And I, I gotta admit, I, I think that's great. You know, do I want nobody to have guns? No, if you want a shotgun or a rifle for hunting or protection, I, I, I think that's great. I but didn't even I, know Walmart sold guns, not down here. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, Walmart is, is the biggest, uh, you know, company in the U.S. And then that's where a lot of people go to get shit because there's a Walmart everywhere. You know, you might not have a, a legitimate gun store uh, close to you, but everybody's got a Walmart close yeah, to you. I'm, uh, I'm all for Walmart not selling guns because they take away business from gun stores. And, you know, mom and pop businesses, and I blame George Bush. I don't want to get fucking political, but George Bush Jr. really fucked up mom and pop businesses with the rise of Walmart. Look, I understand it's cheap and everything, but it destroyed so many little businesses. So, hey, man, maybe a little oh, gun yeah. shop will get some more business now, you know? So I'm oh, all- yeah. Uh, and, and, and if you're interested in that, I mean, you bring up a very good point about Walmart. There's an amazing documentary called uh, Walmart, The High Price of Low Cost. Mm-hmm. And, and basically what the whole thing is about is how Walmarts have destroyed small businesses and, and how, you, you know... Through the spread of Walmart, they've come into towns and, and virtually wiped out, you know, mom and pa stores. And I know that's something that's close to near and dear to your heart because your father. You yeah, know. you know, you know, it's funny. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, my dad officially retired and sold the business and everything. And while we were moving out everything from the hardware store, you know what day that was? It was 9-11, man. Wow. It happened on that day with the Twin Towers. We were taking everything out of the store. And uh, 
And my, you know, my dad found a good, you know, I mean, he sold the business and everything, but he also saw the writing on the wall. You know, he said, dude, like, it's getting bad now with small businesses because of a, this Walmart. But you know something funny? There is not a Walmart on Miami Beach anywhere. Anywhere. Well, Miami Beach is too high class. And, too, and it's too expensive, you know, to have a big-ass Walmart or a Home Depot. No, there's no big-ass, like, you know, what do you call those type of places, those big-ass warehouse-type yeah, you know, like home, on Miami yeah. Beach. Home Depot and Lowe's, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know. There's a lot of, you know, I went to some mom pa hardware stores around here, you know, doing doing electrical jobs here and there when I was working on my own, and uh, you know, it was sad to talk to these people. Who, you know, business has been in their families for years, and they just can't compete because they can't, you know, when, anything when you buy in bulk, you get a better deal and you can sell at a at a better price. And then these, you know, and then these small business owners just can't compete. But the thing is, people get so used, you know, to the low prices they can get at these other places. You know, they, they don't go to the mon pas. They put them out of business. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's sad because when there's more mon pas stores, you have more of a wealth distribution in this in this country. When everything is owned by Walmart and stuff like that, it becomes a, and only they get rich. You know, when small business, man, it used to be the backbone of this country, and unfortunately, uh, no more. You know, I used to go, there's a Walmart on 153rd Street in Miami. I used to go there and buy concrete from my dad's hardware store because they sold it cheaper than the actual retail places that my dad bought it from. Yeah, so, because Walmart's, I mean, Walmart's going to buy 10 times the amount and they're going to get a better deal. They're, right. Or they, they can sell it at a cheaper price and still make a profit. Where if your dad's hardware store is only ordering, you know, a hundred bags, they're they're gonna pay a higher price. All right, and, 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 no, listen, we're gonna lose audience. Let me say this, okay? All right. Kiss. I like getting my ass licked. All right, there you go. All right, we got them back in. They're back. Okay. Look at them. Uh, Sebastian Bach on why Ted Nugent didn't want democracy or democracy to continue. Uh, he's got way too many animals to kill. Uh, I thought it was a pretty funny interview with him. And, uh, oh my God, can you just imagine, though? I, I didn't even watch that show. So, can you imagine? Oh, I how, did. I, I didn't watch all of them, but I saw some of it. Can you imagine how bad that band would suck? Mm. Yeah, uh, you had the guy from Biohazard, Scott Ian, Jason uh, Bonham, who I, I, I never liked Jason Bonham. I absolutely worship him now after that Zeppelin show. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. he, he did a great job on it. He a great it. job, dude. He fucking nailed it, man. It was, it was like, I watched it the other day. I haven't watched Celebration. I saw it in the theater. Then yeah. I bought it on Blu-ray, and I watch it when I want to buy it. I haven't watched that shit since its release. I put it on like a week ago. My God, was he on? I mean, the whole band was on fire. But Jesus, was fucking he like nailing it? It was. Oh, yeah. it was Scary how good he was, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I totally respect him as a drummer. Yeah, I, I think great. I just thought before, it's like, dude, you're just getting a free pass because your dad bought him. He did that hair band that was terrible. And then, but then he does that Zeppelin thing, and I'm like, you see, I saw Jason. I saw Bonham. I saw that hair band. Uh, don't yeah. ask me why, but I did. I don't even remember why I went to that. Yeah. But I wasn't that impressed. I mean, he was good, but like any, any other fucking drummer. But what he did with Zeppelin, I'm sorry, dude. That shit was fucking phenomenal. 
Did you listen to any of the albums he did with uh, UFO? No, I, 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 w- I was aware he was in UFO, but I, I was not aware he did any albums with him. I'd have to check. Maybe he didn't. I know he wasn't in there too long. I mean, maybe a couple years. He was in or two. Yeah, I, I think he did. I think he did a, a one or two records with UFO. Oh, that's interesting. I like to hear it. But, uh, but no. Oh, he, he's amazing on Celebration Day, and, and I, I totally dug it. But, you know, now he plays with Sammy Hagar, so fuck him. You know, he lives down here, and now and then he does, uh, I forgot what it's called. It's a Zeppelin tribute. He does the same place we saw Jesus Priest. Right. Uh, I, I, I think it's called Bonham Zeppelin. I got to go. He's always playing there. I mean, at the moment, he's uh, he's, he's busy sucking it. But when, when he's away from that fucking troglodyte, that, <laughs> that's a good word for him, troglodyte. I love that. that that's even better than Schmackamagab. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, come on, Magab has nothing to do with Hagar. Trust me, Troglodyte does. Yeah, I, I, I like it, though. I'm, it, it sounds like googly moogly, but I dig it. Troglodyte, <laughs> I, I remember Troglodyte from an old 70s punk song. And I, I can't remember what song it was. Some, one of our listeners, leave a comment. Cause it, uh, we have some of our 70s. Nerds, I'm a '70s nerd, but I can't remember what song said. Was it Hollywood Swinging? Cool the gang? I can't remember, but I remember that word, Troglodyte. <laughs> oh, but anyway, man. yeah, man, Jason Bonham's fucking awesome. I, I, I changed. I mean, but I'm telling you, man, he wasn't. It wasn't that he was terrible. He was a decent drummer with Bonham, but when I saw that Zeppelin thing, dude, and I haven't seen him since. I got right. Jason Bonham again. Yeah, well, you know, he even said that 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 show. Uh, I know that's a story on Blabbermouth. He said that just reinvigorated him, you know, not only as a person, but a performer. You know, like he, that was so important to him to do that and to do it right that it changed his whole life. And, well, uh, there you go. It changed his drum style, too. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, amazing. All right. Now on to something that really sucks, and you could call it Tragalodite. Tragalodite. Yeah, that too. Have you fucking heard that new Quiet Riot song? No, <laughs> I'm Ooh. sure it's not. Yeah, I know. Oh my God, have you seen the cover for the new album? Yeah, it's like a cowboy with a mask. Oh my God! <laughs> now come on, that shit's funny. Have a have a little appreciation for comedy, though. Oh man, well you think that's funny? You ought to hear the fucking song. Holy yeah. fucking tragalodyte! Oh my God! I think I did feel Link, but I was like, why bother? And, they, uh, and they, they've been playing without Frankie lately. A lot. I, I wonder what's up with that. I, I mean, I hope his health is okay. I have been reading those articles, and they don't explain shit. Yeah, you know, I, I do love Frankie as a drummer, you know. And, and a person. He's an awesome dude. Yeah, oh, super nice. When I met him, he, he was very nice, very nice. Dude, he hunted me down at a show. I met him. I had him sign my Head of the Children, some other stuff. Hey, thanks, Frankie. And I went, I'm in the patio talking to a bunch of people. I get a tap on my shoulder. I turn around and Frankie's like, hey, man, just to let you know, I'm going to be on the next Wasp album. And I was like, that's so cool. He went out of his way to tell me this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool cool guy, man. But that, that new Quiet Riot song is fucking horrible. I mean, it's really, really bad. And I was going to give it a chance, you know. I, I think I made it probably about three quarters to the song, but Good God. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, hoping that that's not like a final mix and this is just a demo because the sound is atrocious, dude. The production. E- even you 
I, I even think I'll notice. Yeah, I think even you'll notice. Like, that's bad. Yeah. That's yeah. Really bad. But I, I really think you'll listen to it. Like, you know, that, that you'll be able to tell. It's not just the song sucks, but it actually sounds really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of sounding bad, oh, God. I, I, this is cute. This is funny. Alice Cooper said, and I quote, Johnny Depp is as good guitar player as anybody. <laughs> oh, man. Did you see that clip of him playing slide guitar? Yeah. He's terrible, man. And, 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 you know, just reading this and listening to it, and I love Johnny Depp, don't get me wrong, but saying Johnny Depp is as good guitar player as anybody begs me to ask the question, who is this anybody? Yeah. And why is he playing guitar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's God. a good thought. That's a genius thought there, Ian. <laughs> You make a lot of sense there. Who is this guy? <laughs> Probably me. I'm anybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I think anybody sounds like Joe Perry sounds now. Like, have you seen these clips of him playing lately? Oh, like, dude, oh. I saw this clip last night. It was, uh, I, I had a click on it because it said Joe gets mad at Steven. And I'm watching it, and they're playing Walk This Way. And Steven's being extra goofy for some reason on stage. Right. And you know the part in the song where he goes, just give me a kiss, and, he, and, and and Joe goes into the solo? Well, Joe's there focusing on the solo, and fucking, and, and Steven's like, give me a kiss. Give me, like, nudging him, give me a kiss. Dude, Joe completely stops doing the solo, gets in his face. I wish I could lip read. He was like, what the fuck? Then walks away. Then at the very end, when they're all done, he's like, give me a kiss! <laughs> and he finally gave him a kiss. But it was like, there's tension there, man. I, I I think Joe was even more mad that that Steven Tyler turned his amps on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, hey, dude, I, I I love Joe Perry, man. But the, these clips lately, uh, you know, and all the health scares that this guy has had, and you know, what's going on? That guy's yeah. a picture of health, and what the fuck? I, I I love Joe Perry, and I I hate to make fun of him, man. But man, these latest clips of him, uh, you know, something's wrong, you know. Some, some, something's wrong there, and and I hope him, uh, wish him nothing but the best, and hope he recovers. But may, maybe he's just lost, it, and I hope it's not nothing serious, you know. But uh, you know, I mean, he is getting close to like seventy or right. so. But, but, but man, you know, those those clips do him no favors. And yet, oh. Steven, man, holy fucking, that guy's so famous. Yeah, exactly. He's so amazing, dude. He's a like you know, fuck all you people. Oh yeah. Pass Stanley down. I was like, dude, Glenn Hughes, Steven Tyler, Robin Zander, kiss my ass. Right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, if I needed another reason uh, <laughs> to be mad at Blaze Bailey. Oh, says, what do you do now? He says, my involvement, involvement in Iron Maiden was the start of the progressive era. <laughs> and, well, and, oh, he's almost right. I think it started with Fear of the Dark. I, I don't know, man. There's like borderline cock rock on fucking Fear of the Dark. You know? Oh, you know, like the title track is kind of progressive. Uh, yeah. I say, I say it kind of started. It, no, it, it, it's like it's totally flawed. It, it, it's progressive in, in the fact that it never ends. God damn, does that song go on and on. Uh, yeah, man. I, <laughs> I really dislike that album, and, and that's like one of the better songs, so you know how I feel about that album. Right. But, uh,. Man, I, I I know there's some some fucking maiden tards on here that that love this shit. But love you, Nitro. 
Good lord, man. Uh, to me, the, the progressive side of Maiden was the death of Maiden. You know? God damn. Ugh. Oh, it, it, I'm sorry. I, I find those Blaze albums really, really unlistable. You know? But now, I, I did admit that there's some songs I liked when Bruce sang them, like Klansman, uh, Sign of the Cross. Uh, I, I do believe those those are better songs that, that do translate well with Bruce singing. Uh, but, God damn! <laughs> That's why Judas Priest kicks their ass every time. Well, water's wet. Yes, sir. All right, what else we got here? Uh, I saw I saw a clip of Metallica playing Outlaw Torn. Ooh, you watched that? Oh. Yeah, I watched it because I, I don't mind that song. Oh. And man, it was terrible. It was like, don't don't play this song, dude. I mean, I know you don't like it, but I actually like the song. And oh my god, it was, dude. I'm not lying to you. Like a two minute intro of boringness before the song kicks in and it was really bad. Uh, uh, What's your theory on this? Because I kind of have one. Uh, I I find it, like, as much as I hate it, I understand why they still play so many goddamn songs off the Black Album. But to play these albums, you know, these songs off Load, Reload, and Saint Anger, uh, I think it's almost to try to, like, save face and act like, you know, they didn't make a mistake. I, I mean, I mean, because I can't see the audience clamoring to hear, you know, these tracks. Oh, okay, maybe, you know, one of the, the, the hits off of them, but they keep playing deep cuts off these albums that are that are just terrible. Yeah, and Outlaw Torn's 13 minutes long. Yeah, and I just think it's really to show... You know, to try to give them some kind of credence that they that they don't have. Well, I don't know about those other songs. I mean, when I saw them live, they played nothing off Load, nothing off. Oh, they played um, that stupid song on Revo, though. Memory remains. No, no, man, that's not no, no, Ian, that's not a stupid song. Oh, okay. The other one. Give me fuel. Uh, give me five. Fuel. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They that, that, that that jock rock shit. But they didn't play nothing off. Uh, Load or Saint Anger or Death Magnetic, nothing off any of those albums except that one song, and that's a short song. So you know, I was like, okay, this is a short one. They were amazing, dude. They were really good. I have it on CD because you can buy the CD of the show you went to. Right. But this, what's this tour? Like three years down the road already. So I guess every other night, every night they they'll throw out something off those shitty yeah. albums. Now, yeah. dude, they they are. Killing it everywhere they go, they are selling oh, out man. and raking in the money. That's why I always, I always giggle at people that slam them. Like, you know, it's like, dude, those guys don't give a fuck. They're playing, they're playing sold out stadiums, oh. and 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 people talk about them online like, like if nobody likes them, you know? Right? No, no. There's a lot of people out there that. I'll still... go see them again. They're great. Yeah. And, uh, and when I saw the load tour. I, I, I walked out of that show going, I am never going to see Mattel again. Fuck these guys. But the strength of Hardwired? Shit, I drove to Orlando to see him. Not that that was my plan. I was supposed to see him in Miami, but what happened was McCartney changed the date of his show to the night of Metallica down here. So I went to, in order to see both Metallica and McCartney, I went to Orlando and then I saw McCartney. 
And I uh, sold my ticket. Uh, I didn't lose a, t a penny to my friend Ronnie, who you met last year at Rock and Pod, Ron, that came from Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. yeah, yeah. He bought my ticket and flew down here to see the Miami show. And the Miami show, the song they played was Creeping Death. And what I got in Orlando was Hit the Lights. Yeah, bitch. Oh, nice. I got Hit the Lights. First time I saw him play that. And it's the song that introduced me to Metal. Nice. It was meant to be. Awesome. Well, uh, here's another thing on a Metallica note that uh, was kind of cool is they donated over a million dollars to charities in Europe on this European tour they've done uh, through their awesome. through their charity All Within My Hands. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, that, that's great that they give back. You know, I thought it was funny how they raised the money, though, is, is the money was raised by... Uh, front row tickets that they sold to scalpers and got a piece of the action. <laughs> uh, okay. And then they gave that piece of the action yeah. to the <laughs> Yes. All right, that, that's commendable. <laughs> no, that's a joke, by the way. Oh. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's great that they give back, you know, because, you know, they don't have to, but that they do raise money for charity. I respect that. Anybody who raises money, you know, as much money as they give and to still, you know, give some of them away. Yeah, hats hats off to him for that. Right on. All right. Well, here's something that makes me totally fucking disgusted. Uh, -oh. uh, uh, heavy metal legend Ozzy Osbourne is gonna be a guest on the new Post Malone album. Who's that? Oh my God! Uh, this is one of the the worst white rappers that are out there, and uh, th this kid is like you know he's kind of like the second coming of Kid Rock. Uh, this is a kid who grew up in a wealthy, well-to-do family, but he's like tattooed his whole fucking face. And tries uh, to, he's mumble rap? And he, and he tries to act like he's all like street hood, but he's a total fucking trustafarian, uh, rich kid who's trying to act all fucking ghetto. But, you know, white kids, because that's the only people who buy rap is white kids. Uh, they're eating this shit up. And, uh, man, that Ozzy... Is, is part of this. I mean, it's like, God damn. You know, is anything sacred? You know? He, yeah, I, I, I think it's a prime example of it. He was probably told he was going to be on it. Oh, <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay, Sharon. All right. Exactly. You know, and it, it's just a goddamn shame. You know, it, it's no different than like when uh, she was managing Cold Chamber. So next thing you know, he's. He's doing background vocals on Shock the Monkey. Oh, I remember that garbage. Oh, man, that band was terrible. I saw him. I saw him yeah. two times. I saw uh, him. Yeah, I saw him a couple times. Myself. I saw him at OzFest on the second stage. Guy didn't know who they were. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's just cute. And then I saw him again open for Obituary. So I, I know. I, you know oh, no wow. Reason. They opened for Obituary? Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, they were totally Obituary, I guess, because I saw him. Uh, they opened for obituary. They weren't that big yet. I think maybe that was before the Ozfest show. They were like brand new. I, I saw him. I saw him at Ozfest maybe once or twice, and uh, I saw him open up for Anthrax and Pantera. You know, you know, I saw Disturbed open up for Danzig and that yeah. singer. Yeah, you know I that, saw that too. You know the the bald singer? He yeah. he, came, he came up to me. Well, not, not only me, everybody, and gave us all a free CD. Uh, when they were like brand brand new. Oh yeah, I, I saw that tour. That's when uh, 
when you saw him, did he do the thing where he was in the orange jumpsuit and like he was in the electric chair and shit? I don't recall that, no. Oh, God. Oh, it's so fucking horrible. What a horrible band. What a horrible, horrible, horrible band. I oh, mean, yeah, right, no, I, I don't like it. Right there with Creed and Godsmack and Avenged Sevenfold and fucking Five Finger Donkey Punch and all this fucking mall metal bullshit. Oh, my God. That, that shit for chicks. Only only chicks fucking Man, I saw Avenged Sevenfold from Metallica. Dude, that place went ain't shit. <clears throat> there was one song they played I liked, and I even remember the title. It was called Nightmare. But everything else they played was really bad. Yeah. You know? I was like, they should do more of this nightmare type music, you know? That that's some garbage. Oh man, they were but man, I was like it was like the same thing happened to me when I saw Fred Durst come out of a toilet in Ozfest. The whole place went ancient and I just stood there going, that's when I realized I was like, Well, I'm starting to get out of touch and old. Yeah. You know? That's when I started to feel it because Limp Bizkit wasn't big yet and they were the the buzz band. The right. same thing with Korn. Korn I saw open for Megadeth and I saw, I'm, I'm not lying to you, dude, I saw a bunch of people at that show with an ear of Korn uh, as a necklace. And I was like, well, let me check out this Korn band, you know, let's see what's, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck, man. Wow, I, I I thought the Manson kids with the lunchboxes were bad, but wearing an ear of corn around your neck. Yep, and Good a lot God. of people. A lot of people. I don't know if that's still a thing with them, but oh. they would do that a lot back then. Oh my God. Yeah. I've seen a lot of crappy bands open for bands, and they became huge. Marilyn Manson, I saw open for. Well, I told you, I saw Marilyn Manson a lot when they were food right. kids, right. but I saw them open for Danzig when they were nobody. Wow. And, and he got completely na- naked on stage. And yeah, I got a hand in Marilyn Manson. If you're if you if you have like a little dingy ding dong, and you still get <laughs> naked on stage, eh, you know, I got I got to admit the guy's got balls. <laughs> he just don't give a fuck. You ever seen that? Ba- you ever seen that video that he sucks a dog's dick? No, I, I you know that, that that video was actually that's not no bootleg video either. I oh. think it's called Demystifying the Devil or something like that. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, it's a it's an authorized video. I know that. Uh, okay. Well, he sucks a dog's dick. Oh, interesting. Very good. All right. Well, here's one that uh, kind of took me by surprise. Glenn Hughes joined the Dead Daisies, replacing not one but two members. You know, I've been meaning to check out this band. Yeah. I, I still haven't. You know, and yeah, they got a buzz with the with the you know cock rock type people. And maybe that's deterred me a bit, but I love Karabi. And for Glenn Hughes to join it, yeah, maybe it's good. Yeah, uh, he's replacing John Karabi and bassist Marco Mendoza. Yeah, he's doing both duties. Yeah, well, I mean, he can do. He's always done that, played bass and sang, you know. Yeah, Captain um, Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was the funny thing. I, I saw some people bitching on our Facebook page about it because they love Karabi so much. Yeah, I did too. But fuck, I like Glenn Hughes more. Yeah. But I, I love Karabi. Great guy too. Nice guy. He didn't get offended when I was all drunk. I, I, I saw Rat when he was in the band and Jizzy Pearl and I was extremely drunk. And I was like telling him, dude, that girl, because in the first Union album, I forgot the name of the song. It's the last song. And it's a song about the girlfriend he broke up with. It's a real sad song. It's Robin. Robin's song. 
And here I am, drunk as fuck, telling him, hey, man, you still miss her? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. And he was still cool. <laughs> he wasn't a dick about it. You know, but you could tell he was annoyed with me. Right. Alright, well now it's time to go into the review, and this one, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, because I know the spelling is uh, different than our American spellings over here, but I believe your name is Christopher Ellipson, or Olipson, depending on... Uh, yeah, that guy's the maiden card. How you pronounce stuff in uh, Sweden, I believe you're from Sweden. Is he? I always thought he was American. No, I, I, I think, I'm pretty sure he's from Sweden. He's a good guy, though. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Great nah, guy. He, and, and, and by what he fucking asked for, yeah. I love him. Great guy. And I, I put up a post today on the page. Because I really, really want to... We have so many fan reviews to do. I really want to knock these out. Um, and and I, I asked, you know, is there anybody who paid, like, to guess that that can do an episode tonight, you know, and, and try to be something that, that Ralph wouldn't have to study too hard? Because I know how you hate to do that. I hate so, it. Uh, uh, so I, I, I didn't. I was surprisingly, I didn't get that many answers. I don't know, maybe because it was just a word post and there was no picture or video or whatever. Uh, but uh, uh, Christopher was the first one to respond. You know, who we hadn't done a review for him yet and everything. And uh, he goes, "Oh, I got one. I know Ralph will love." I was like, "Okay." So I went to, you know instant messenger and stuff you know and what it was i was like okay all right you know i'll i'll try to uh, you know I, I wasn't familiar with this one but i was like i'll listen to it today and and you know get enough time to listen to it a couple times and when i told you you were you were very excited about this so i was like good good we, we knock out a fan episode and uh and it's, it's something you'll be happy about so so it's yeah. a win 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 for you no studying <laughs> for me Right, right. And I, on the other hand, uh, have never heard this album before, but I did listen to it damn near in its entirety twice. So, and, and I, I took notes and, and did some studying. So I have a little something to add to this, but I know Ralph will have much more uh, to add to this particular episode. And uh, first first foremost, I want to thank Christopher for donating. Uh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks for this album, too. Yeah, and it's it, funny because just Sunday, this past Sunday, I was listening to this album, and then I got into this all this fucking Candlemas kick where every day I've been listening to Candlemas for the past week. And then Ian told me that today, and I was like, oh shit, really? I'm in a Candlemas kick. What a great timing. Right. And, and I was excited, too, because this is a band that I've heard a few tracks here and there. Uh, but I'd never listened to a full album. And I, I thought, I was like, fuck, I think I even have this on my phone. But I was mistaken, I had the first album. Uh, but I went, while I was at work, I went on YouTube and listened to it. And then I listened to it again uh, to take notes when I got home. But thank you, Christopher, for picking this. And I, I think this will be an album that, that is of interest to, to uh, you know, a certain people. Because it is, you know, it, they do have a cult following. And then this album, I, I have heard of it before, and I, I knew when I saw the album cover, I was like, oh yeah, a lot of people talk about that album. So uh, hopefully people check this one out, and uh, hopefully, Christopher, you, you like our review. You might like one person's uh, <laughs> review of it. God, you're so gay. Yeah, I know. How can I'm, you not I'm, like this, man? Jeez. I know, I'm gay. I, I hate metal, you know. I, yeah, I love, you do. I, I, you do. I, 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 I seriously do. 
I love 70% of the shit you love. I've got nothing but metal tattoos, but I'm not metal if I don't like something you don't like. How hipster is that? That I know. Why are you such a hipster, bro? Yeah. Why are you a hipster? <laughs> man bon man. That was a running joke in uh in um uh Nashville. Because yes. Ian Ian was wearing a man bun and I kept singing man bun man. I, I, I do I do wear a man bun in the privacy of my own home, but I will not wear one out in public. But <laughs> When, when I'm when I'm around the house, I do like to have the hair off the back of my neck because I'm a sweaty guy. I get hot. So now that you're home, you like being a hipster. Yes, yes. So we're we're poor, poor, uh, we you're in pure hipster mode for this review. Oh well, well, yeah. Well, th- th- this to me after listening to it, I was like, oh well, you got to be a hipster if you like this fucking shit. Cause, well, cause you know, the- I mean, the bottom line, dude. You know, you know me. I don't give a fuck. But you know uh, how anal you get with my opinion at times. I have to throw it back at you here and there. Yeah, yeah. Not that I believe in it, but you know, I gotta throw. I gotta, I gotta goof on YouTube. Come on. <laughs> but uh, hey, if if somebody, but yeah, but, no, no, no. I gotta say this. But I gotta admit, I am a little waddlesized here. I'm a little perplexed. How you can't, you don't actually like this. It's, like I can accept just about anything. You don't like that I like, but this with your, you know, you like fucking uh, orchids. And yeah. shit like that. It's like, damn, this did not connect with you. What? This well, is like the most important Doom band other than Sabbath. Well, if if you, if you give me uh, you know a chance to talk, I do have some praise of this album. It's not all negative. Okay, all right. Well, you're you're, you're making it sound like it wasn't. It was right. It was her. Right. No. no. You basically, said you almost listened to the whole thing twice. That doesn't sound like a glowing review already. Right, no, there are some things I like about it, but the, the things that get on my nerves uh, outweigh it. But, yeah, and, uh, and if it's Messiah, you're, it's going to bother me. Like, okay, like okay. it bothers you. Okay, Messiah well, is a genius. Well, get some Boudreaux butt paste and, and, and clean up that chapped well, ass, because it's well, going to happen. Can you mail it to me? Because I know you have a lot of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the memory remains. There you go. More go hipster ahead. bullshit. Go ahead. Go ahead and wipe it on your ass. See, there I'll agree with you. Yeah, that's a hipster. That's a little hipster loving me, too. But okay. not, not, not on here, though. Okay. All right. Well, uh, why don't you get into uh, how you discovered Candle Mass in this album? This album. Um, I read a review, uh, I believe it was Kerrang! or Metal Hammer, one of the two, saying that the album of the year, the, you know, like, like I said earlier, the most important Doom bands and Sabbath, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta listen to this, you know? Um, and I bought it, it's their, it's their second album, and uh, I was absolutely floored. You know, I still have that fucking album right here in front of me because I was playing it right before the show. Um, it's an album that I probably wouldn't have bought if I didn't read that review. Because the uh, album cover, though, it's not a bad album cover. Kind of cool and all, but it's not not metal enough for me to right. like. It looks like some Yanni thing. shit. You know? it, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a chance on it by, by the, the view. But, you know, listening to the music, it, 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 it makes the album cover look cooler. Um, I think it's fucking genius. I think, um, oh, uh, Life Edlin, that's his name, uh, or Leaf, Leaf. Like, what's his, what's Leaf Garrett's, how do you say his name, Leaf Garrett? 
Leif, Leif. Leif. All right, Leif Edmund is a fucking genius. He wrote this whole fucking album except for uh, the instrumental Black Candles and uh, you know that that March from Bray that was a, a song Show, from Chop. Show, Show Show from, yeah, uh, but everything else he wrote the music for. And man, I'm like, dude, this guy's a fucking genius. And because I think the music on here is unbelievably awesome. And uh, I bought the album, and I, I mean, I was like so floored by everything about it. The vocals, the, 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 the music, and it was just like, it was like a, a life changer. This, this has been a pick of the week, I think, I believe more than once when we've done these uh, shows. Because I absolutely love this fucking album. I never thought of reviewing it, you know, because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I had a feeling in my heart. But, um, oh man, this is a masterpiece. And believe it or not, uh, I, as much as I love Messiah, I mean, I fucking love him. He's fucking, he's just, to me, he's fucking flawless. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the first album that had that didn't happen. It had this guy called uh, Johan on vocals. Uh, Dumicus, uh, Metallica's Epicus. Um, I think it's the best album, but this one is so close, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like fucking, I don't know, it's, it's really hard. Sometimes, I, I think musically, this one's a little more epic, but man, that first album is very, re uh, resembles this one a lot, but I don't know, there's something so special, and it's weird because that one is um, not the first one I heard. Usually the first one you hear is, you know, and I didn't get an epic until, I don't know, two, three years after this. And uh, I absolutely love this band, you know, I have pretty much everything. I don't have the last one that has Tony Iommi on it. Uh, uh, I, I can have I, Mr. X send it to you. All right, send it to me. I need to get that. I did get to see them on the 70K cruise with the original singer, Joanne, and they played the whole Dumacus album, uh, Epicus album. And uh, man, uh, there's just some, something so special about this band. And, I, and I'll even say, as far as like the, the you know, because I, I heard this album, Nightfall, like pretty much the same year, like around 87, 88, late 80s. And dude, Honestly, man, this, I think, is the best fucking band to come out out of the later 80s. I think Dumacus was around 86, around there. A little bit past the mid-80s. Uh, I think they're they're the best band. I think they're my favorite band from after the demise of Merciful Fate. These guys, pretty much, nothing sounds, it doesn't sound like Merciful Fate, but they pretty much uh, got me in the same, um, what do you call, fanaticism. Uh, as I as I was with Fate, you know, they, they I pretty much they pretty much uh, gave the baton to Candlemas and man, Candlemas toured with King Diamond during the early King Diamond solo stuff. I wish I could have seen that. Uh, Mike Weed had something to do with this album. Yes, Mike, yes, in uh, King Diamond. Yes, and Merciful Fate. Yeah, and I believe uh, the guitar player of this band couldn't do the tour so Mike Weed like took over uh, yeah he, he was injured and I believe that's why Mike yeah, Weed was even brought in exactly and this album it only features the bass player and rhythm guitar player the first album everybody else is gone you know so it's, it's amazing how they still 
even with all these new musicians, you know, they were. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure if uh, Leif had everything to do with uh, Epicus. He might have. I haven't really looked into that, but but I know he did everything on this album except an instrumental and the, and the cover instrumental. Yeah, he he wrote everything on the first album as well. Well, there you go. The guy's a fucking genius. I love him. You know, they have an album called Chapter Four, and I have it on cassette. Actually, that's the only thing I have on cassette where I don't have the CD and album. I do want to get it. It's kind of them trying to be Black Sabbath deal era, which I found kind of funny. Uh, but these first three albums, man, Ancient Dreams, uh, This Nightfall, and the first one, Jesus, what a one, two, three punch. Amazing. Incredible. It's just music to my ears. Love it. So. Alrighty. Well, uh, this is a band I've always heard, you know, praise about. So it's one of those I always put on the back burner. Like, sometimes I, I gotta make time, you know, to check these guys out. And, uh, you know, I had Mr. X hook me up with a discography years ago. And, you know, it's just one of those, okay, one of these times I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get around to checking it out. And I did hear a few songs here or there that I, I didn't mind, actually. I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got to make some more time for this. But, uh, man, I, I was really surprised. With all the hype that, that I heard on these guys, i, I got to say, spoiler alert, I was really let down by this album but i i have to say i really haven't been a fan of the whole what's considered doom metal uh you know era uh you know i'm i'm much more uh you know you're saying oh you like bands like orchid and and, and you know shit like that i consider that having a lot more to do with with you know like stoner metal than, than I do doom metal. Uh, you know, bands I would definitely consider, you know, doom metal is, uh, you know, Candlemass, uh, Trouble, and St. Vitus. And, you know, even even St. Vitus, you know, I, another band I always heard of, but I never checked out until till me and you know, Dave Chandler, the guitar player, became friends. And I was like, well, fuck, you know, it's my friend's band. I got to check it out. And I gotta say, it took me a while to get into St. Vitus, and I'm actually more of a fan of the original version with, with Scott Rieger singing than I am the Wino era, which is considered, you know, the, the classic. You know, I don't mind it, but I, I, I like I like the vibe, you know, with Scott better, and I'm glad he's, he's back in the band now. I love Wino. Have you heard the Obsessed? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I like yeah, him. no, I, I like him. I met Wino. Wino was a really nice guy. I saw him with Wino. Unfortunately, uh, when Scott Green was here, we went to go see Scott Vitus. I didn't even know because uh, me and Dave didn't hang out as much anymore. Uh, that Scott was back in the band, and we ended up because me and Scott's old lady got so fucked up, and 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 Vitus went on so late. We actually left before I think they even started playing. And like fuck, I could have saw him with Scott. I had no idea. Um, but man, you know, Trouble is another one that I've always heard all this respect for, man. And we we did uh, the Psalm Nine episode, and unfortunately, uh, I remember one of the ones we have to re-record because we lost it during a great computer crash was the self-titled Trouble album, and that's one that I've always heard like rave reviews about. 
you know, about, oh, God, that's one of the best albums ever fucking recorded and shit. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we will redo that episode, but I doubt my opinion will change, man. That did fucking nothing for yeah, I absolutely love that album. Yeah, and, and, and you're not alone, man. It gets high-praised. But I got to say, this whole doom metal is, is, is too much of a one-trick pony for me, man. Oof, I uh, disagree. Not on know, this album. This album's no one-trick pony, you idiot. Oh, man. Well, if you're offended by what I say, you're a pickle whistler. That that That's me quoting you quoting me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, this really didn't do much for me, and I kind of consider it... Uh, akin to power metal not so much in its sound but i don't know just just the whole vibe of it there, there's something about this you know what, what i consider more european metal which is so odd because you know you know europe is the birthplace of metal you know the sabbath and, and, and uh uh priest and all this shit but what what i consider european metal you know i could be wrong on this but you know it's stuff like you know there's this doom shit and this power metal shit. I don't know, man. I just missed the boat on this shit. I, Too bad I, for you. Yeah, hey, the people who enjoy it, more power to you. But, uh, fuck it, we might as well get into this goddamn thing so we can get it over with. Now, let me ask you this. On your version, is Gothic Stone a separate track or is it together with the Well of Souls? It's separate. Okay, okay, so, so we'll review it as separate. It's, you know, the Hellion Electric Eye of the... Right, right, right. But it, it's it's like, uh, you know, on, on my copy... Oh, and by the way, I do have Chapter 4. I can send, have Mr. X send that to Okay, me. good, good. Yeah, I do that. Uh, but uh, on, on my copy, it's separate. On a YouTube video, I had it was put together. But anyway, so I start hearing this, and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You know, here... Here's going to come the fucking Swedish virgin choir of, of fucking, you know, never kissed a girl fucking metal. And I was really, I was scared right off the bat because it, it didn't sound scary. It just sounded fucking nerdy. Uh, oh, fuck the dirt. Oh, man. Oh, man. It, I don't know, man. It, it, it was just like I was already anticipating uh, that this is going to suck. This like, music, not catch up. Oh man, uh, what do you think of Gothic Stone? Do you do you find it musically appealing? Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest intros ever, oh. right up there with the Hellion. I mean, it sets the oh, mood. Oh, are, 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 are you joking? Hey, no, no, I'm not joking. Okay, I'm I had like, to. I'm sorry, I had to ask. I had to ask. I didn't know if you were joking. Son of a bitch! You better oh. like it. All right. All uh, right. It sets the mood perfectly for this album. You know, this album's a fucking masterpiece. And this intro is a fucking masterpiece. I love it, and it's great. It's a great way to go into the wall of the well, you well, know. Well, well of souls. Well, souls. I'm sorry. But I, I gotta tell you, man, this fucking um, uh, the way it starts and the introduction to like the amazing vocals of Messiah. You know, I think it's it, it's just it gives me chills. You know, the lyrics are just a fucking masterwork and. And the way Messiah delivers it gives me chills, man, with that unique voice. And I love, love, love this man's voice. And when he hits those high notes, every time I hear this song, it always like, man, I, 
you listen to this man's voice, and then when he hits the high notes, it's like, God damn, I, I didn't know he could do that. You can't, somebody with a voice like that, you don't picture him in a, a high note so clear as he did, you know? You know, I was like, who the fuck is this God? The first time I heard this, you know? <clears throat> you know, and, and again, like the only person I can think of that, you know, hit me the way on first listen was King Diamond. You know, the first time I heard him, I, I, I thought the same, who the fuck is this? And I can talk about this song or album without, you know, I, I, I it's just, I, I just can't talk about it without glowing, you know, and, 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 and God damn, that, that Lace, you know, is a fucking genius, you know, he's a musical genius, you know, like I said, to me, Candlemas is the most important doom band next to Mighty Savage. And, uh, you know, at the top of my list is the greatest band to appear after the mid 80s. And, <clears throat> and, you know, while you were doing your helicopter with that big ass schlong of yours, Ian, the Ben Tango, I was worshiping at the altar of Sat Candlemas. Thank you. Well, then we both lost. <laughs> um, all right, so it goes into the Well of Souls. And I, I start hearing the voice, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, this this is going to suck. Wait, 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 let me stop you there for a second. And okay. again, I'm not going to bash you because you think this guy's voice. But you know who he's simil- he sounds similar to? Not exactly like, but he's got the same kind of operatic little feel in his voice. And you have no problem with that singer? Okay. He reminds me a lot of Lizzie Borden. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I, I got to say off the top of my head, I'm not, I'm not hearing it, but I would have to go back and listen. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I, but by that I mean I'm gonna go listen to Lizzie Borden. <laughs> yeah, well I'm telling you, Lizzie Borden kind of has that you know same note type structure. I prefer Messiah over Lizzie Borden, and I love Lizzie Borden, but they have similar sound to their voice. Go ahead. All right, so, so I hear I hear the voice, and already I'm like, oh, oh, you know, because I realize that you know I've heard, uh, you know, a lot of different incarnations. Candlemas, but I don't think I've heard one with Messiah on there. And Messiah, I always used to, I always used to get him and, and, and the fat dude from Napalm Death confused because they both looked alike to me. That Barney or whatever. No, 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 Barney. Barney's the singer. You're thinking of uh, oh fuck. Now I'm having a brain fart. The guitar player. Yeah, he, uh, they, they, uh, they do look similar. Yeah, I always <laughs> get those guys confused. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so I, I I hear this voice. And I was like, oh. Man, this is this is gonna be a long forty something minutes or whatever it is. But then that riff kicks in. Good god damn do I love the riff of this song. And then I was like, oh man, okay, okay, this 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 is getting better. This is getting better, man. That riff is fucking killer. And the one thing I, I will say in praise of this is the guitar work on this album. I absolutely love. Um Let's see, what's her name? Lars and Matt's. And, uh, uh, you know, whatever Mike Weed does on this. Uh, but, oh my God, the guitars on this are incredible. That's the best thing I can say about this band. Uh, I, I love the guitar work on this album. Really, really can't praise it enough. But those vocals, good God damn, did they get on my nerves. And it just sounded so fucking hokey. I, I, I mean, like, ooh, I'm going to scare you. I mean, just it, it just sounded so 
forced and operatic, and I, you know, it, it reminded me of uh, like uh, the, the 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 and not just because of size, but the big dude from the Running Man, like the opera guy with the lights all over him. But like, if him and Adam Sandler's opera man had a fucking kid, you would get this shit. Oh, and, kiss my ass! And oh my god, was it fucking annoying and hokey? So, I mean, to me. It, it might as well be Brett Michaels with Razzmatazz. It, it just seems so hokey and forced. All right, that's and, what the show is. And I was, I was reading these uh, reviews on YouTube, like people talking about it. And, and this guy put, he goes, oh my God, this is what Sabbath would sound like if they had a good singer and not a joke. And I was like, wow, that's funny because as I'm listening to the riff and the, you know, the, the, the guitars and everything, I was like, Wow, if Ozzy was singing this, this would sound pretty fucking cool, you know. Because I, I think, you know, you know, say what you know, Ozzy now it sounds like you know the Johnny Five Three Thousand Turbo Blaster that he sings through, you know. But Ozzy's voice in the fucking seventies is amazing, and, you know, and the early eighties. I, I think Ozzy's voice is great and unique, and I, I think with a great and unique voice. Uh, this would be so much better than this this hokey fucking Dungeons and Dragons uh, fucking opera man shit. Uh, really You're an did, idiot. Nothing, did nothing for me. And another big problem I have with this album is the drums, and not the drummer. I I do like his actual drumming, but the recording of the drums on this is so. So dated and 80s with the fucking echo reverb effect on it. Every time he hits the hi hat, it sounds like a fucking tambourine. And oh it's like what well, he's playing is actually good, but the sound of it, oh my god! And I thought it was odd that the bass player is the one writing all this shit. I think I've heard more bass in Slayer than I've heard in this album. Like, where's the fucking bass? I hear absolutely no bass. But I hear horrible fucking drums, horrible singing, but great fucking guitars. I I love the I think the riff of this song is fucking genius, and and there's a good structure to it. But man, with a better drum sound, and again, not bitching about the drummer, but but a different recording on the drums, those guitars, and get Ozzy singing this shit, then you might have something. But uh, what I get from this. Oh my god, and, I, and I'm just praying and hoping that maybe this is one song where he, where he fucking sings like that and, and it gets better. Uh, but I was... Yeah, wrong. no, it doesn't get better. It's, it remains as awesome through the whole thing, you dummy! But uh, then we go into the next song, which is an instrumental uh, Codex Gigat, uh, Gygas? Gygas. Uh, I, I can dig it. Not not bad. Again, though, the drums sound absolutely wretched on this shit, man. This is like fucking, this is like Saint Anger level bad drum sounds, uh, and not what he plays, but how it sounds. But uh, god damn it, at least there's no vocals on this. What, what do you think of this song? Oh fuck yeah, what a killer instrumental. That doomy fucking feel, and you listen under it, that crunchy riffage is going on. It's just fucking incredible man it's so amazing <clears throat> part of me wants it to go on and then another part of me like 
think that ends perfectly. It's very short, but I think it makes its point. I think it's incredible. Now, speaking of incredible, holy shit. At the gallows end, man. This emotion in this song is unbelievable. The melodic vocals and and he, you know, it just hits my core. This guy's vocals really do hit my core of my soul. And then it goes into that crunchy fucking riffage section. <clears throat> yeah, it's worthy spraining your neck for that fucking shit. This song, this song sends this album to the stratosphere, man. You know, it's my favorite track on the album. The vocal melodies, twist and turns, fucking fantastic. You know, and that. Only the vultures will come see me, hey? Dude, that's fucking wicked. Fuck Ben Tango. What do you think? Uh, good boy. I ain't got much to say about this one. Uh, I do love the guitar work. But again, the, the, you know, the, the singer just kills it. It's just, I, I mean, I almost have to laugh at how hokey and, and forced it sounds. It reminds me on uh, S.O.D. Bigger Than the Devil, King of the King, you know? I'd like a whopper with no pickles, you know, you know. And apple pie, I think it's a go. I, I mean, it just, it, it, re- it made me laugh. It was almost like like this was comedy metal and, and, and not real metal, because I, I can't take this fucking shit seriously. But great guitar work, man. I would, I would love to hear these guys, uh, these two guitar players, who are in the band now. They've had a lot of change-ups. But right now... Uh, I believe in their current incarnation, it's all the same guys except the singer. They have a different singer now. Um, and I do remember, I don't know if it's their latest album or the one before, uh, I think that was the first Candle Mass that I got. And I listened to it, and I dug it. And I, I dug it, but a different singer. I think that was with Johan, the first thing, I think. It might have been, because, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this spoiler alert. Uh, after I listened to this, and I did some research, and I and I realized this was his first uh, album with the, with the band. I was like, well, let me go back and listen to the first one because a lot of people love that one too. Let me let me see if it's just solely the singer that's getting on my nerves. So I went back and I listened to about maybe four tracks, not all the way through, mind you, but I just fast forward a little bit and listened to the vocals. And I found the first singer. While he does have a little bit of the apparatic shit that, that gets on my last fucking nerve, he had a more metal-sounding voice that I found much more palatable. You know, that, that, that I could sit there and enjoy the songs and enjoy the guitar work and, and the music. And I definitely... Now, that's an album I'll go back... I'll, I'll, give, I'll give that one a listen to because that, that singer did not get on my last fucking nerve. But, but this, this guy definitely did. And we go into the next song, which I believe was the first single off the album. Uh, the Samarathon. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, is, is, is this going to fucking drag on? This shit all sounds the same to me now. And, and the fucking lyric, like, like one lyric, I had to stop. I laughed at it. It was so fucking bad. I had to write it down. I gave him a bed and lots of food to eat. Like, what in the fuck is this that shit? Off. What the fuck is he talking about, man? Throw on some goddamn David Lee Roth and get laid already. This fucking sad. Hey, why don't you say that when we were talking about the Cure, you fag? Oh, my 
God, this is, this is, I mean, I, I seriously laughed out loud at this fucking Lord of the Rings fucking bullshit. Like, oh, man, and, and this is really, like, like now I, I, I'm, I'm starting to get angry because it sucks, and it reminds me of, of you reviewing The Cure. Like, after a certain point, you're just, like, really starting to get pissed because it sucks so bad. Again. No, that's because I like pussy. Yeah, 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 more so than this band. Cause you ain't gonna get no pussy with this shit. God wow. damn. Well, my penis thinks it's different. Oh man. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, your defense. I mean, since I fuck don't like animals. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting. At. They, but, they yeah. like, they like the cure though. Yeah, hey. Yeah, cause it's chick, chick music. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll give you that. You can call this many things, but chick music, no. No, I'll, I'll give you that. Fuck yes, uh, man, man music. That's why you don't like this, this is manly music for men who love men. Oh, my God. Uh, this, is, this is some fucking nerd metal shit. Come on, dude. I'm you sorry. just called me a fag. I'm offended. Uh, you, you shouldn't be. It's not a bad thing. I'm That's, very offended, you fag. You're saying being gay is a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying gay is a I'm fucking gay, like we said, like on a, on a future episode. You know, you're 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 not gay like fucking Rob Hopper. You're gay like fucking Adam Lambert. Yeah, yeah. There's this, a this, difference. Yeah, this is. I I can see a lot of Adam Lambert fans loving this because there are half vocals. This is not. This is shades of Hopper, bitch. <laughs> it's metal, motherfucker. This this is 50, 50 shades of gay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I could totally see Adam Lambert sing on a Cure album. Oh, I can see. And, and you, you can't contest that. I, I can see. A I girl hugged me and made me cry. So Adam Lambert. I, I can see Adam Lambert singing. He gave me a bed and lots of food to eat. Oh my god. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. Uh, I love all right. that. All right. What do you What do you think of this song? I think it's an incredible fucking classic. So fucking doom. I believe this song is about some poor dude who you know is about to die, and you know, but I'm not sure, but. What I am sure of is this song is fucking incredible. You know, what a fucking guitar solo on this one. And the doom flow on this song brings closure to side one of this fucking masterpiece. I absolutely love this, and yeah, good move. Good move. They should have made uh, at the Gallows and uh, also a single, if they uh, did. Let's, uh, let me check. I think, I'm yeah, sure it'd be yeah, Yes, that was the second single. There you go, fucking yeah, my favorite track. And, and the funny thing is, they made a video for a separate song, but wasn't released as a single. Dude, that video is the best video ever. It's so fucking goofy. You gotta see it. Uh, well, I love goofy videos. I saw somebody post it. I watched it with the fucking sound off. Oh, you gotta see it. Messiah is stomping around, choreographing. And he's running up to people, and well, we'll talk about it when we get into that. Oh, that's another thing I wanna I wanna ask you about because when I was doing some research and I checked out some shit on Messiah because I was looking to see what albums by Candle Massey's on, so I know to listen to the other ones. And they said the two things he's known for are his aphrodic vocals and his his doom march on stage. And, and I'm like, oh god, I gotta see this. It's shit. fucking hilarious. I love I, it. I got. Is it like Yannick Gears bad? No, nothing's that bad. But it's it's okay. funny. It's fucking hysterical. Okay. And, it, I, and it's hysterical I that. See. I mean, the video is is pure. Oh, let's talk about that when we get into this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I want to see it because, dude, one of my favorite videos. And I don't know if you ever saw this. 
but uh, and and you probably hate the band. I don't know. You might because you, you like some power pop. But uh, Weezer has a song called "We Are All on Drugs," and they have two videos for it. And the first one, the one that they were really behind, but uh, I think the record company and MTV didn't like, was they used the footage of a Grim Reaper video. I forget which one it was. It's the one where the guy's wearing the wolf mask and everything. Oh, it's CNL. I mean, not yeah. CNL. Um, Fear No Evil. Fear No Evil, yeah. So it, it's it, they just show the whole Fear No Evil, but the, the song playing is Weezer. We are all on drugs. Oh, man, and, that's awesome. Oh, dude, it's, it's you know, because... The, the lead guy in, in Weezer, Rivers Como, he's a huge metal fan. I mean, he was in a metal band. He just discovered that he was no good at, at doing metal, and he was much better at doing, like, pop songs and stuff. But he's, he's always been unabashed about his love for metal. He's like, I'm just not good at writing it. But he lo- he loves, uh, you know, he loves that song. He loves Grim Reaper. And you got to see that one. It's harder to find on YouTube, but it is available. But it's so funny hearing that song, but watching, you know, how cheesy that Grim Reaper video is. So I'll, I'll check out. I'll check out the. Oh, you'll love it. You'll probably hate it, but you're gonna love it too. Like Kiss Me the Phantom. Right. Right. Well, well like I said, I, I'm not. When we get to that song, I'm definitely not having the lyrics on, but I mean the music on. But I'll, I'll watch the video because I love cheesy fucking metal videos. But, uh, yeah, we flip this son of a bitch over, and it opens up. This one is a cover uh, originally by uh, the, the classic composer, Frederick Chopin. Uh, and it's, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, Marche Funbury? I, I, I don't know. I guess it's something like that. I don't know. But, oh, my God. That, oh, 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 what the fuck, dude? What the? Leave this shit off the fucking album, man. Uh, you know, the, the other instrumentals, well... Uh, yeah, I didn't like that Gothic Stone, but that Codex one wasn't too bad. That kind of, you know, it was an interesting little interlude. But this one, what the what the fuck is it? And, and maybe you know, it, you know, this is something that has much more respect in Europe. They are very much more cultured people than us ugly Americans. Uh, but but to my ears, it did nothing in that. Oh, 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 whatever. Yeah, get to the fucking next song already. Let's end this shit. But what what do you think of this uh, this classical cover? I like it. I, I like uh, how they added a little doom to it. They gave it a little doom vibe. It's a classical piece everybody knows. It's a famous little uh, you know. Re- really? Because I, I I didn't. Really? Know. You've never heard this before? I, I that I was not familiar. I mean, I'm not really. A, I, I'm not a classic, but, but you know, this like is I, just. But this is as famous as you know, Beethoven's Ninth. I think. Right. Well, I, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of classic, but I know like you know Wagner and shit like no, that. No, but I'm saying this is shit that you'll hear in commercials no. and movies. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I was just so like upset by this point, but it it didn't ring a bell with me. Like I know wow. when I hear when I hear Wagner, like what they play in Apocalypse Now and shit like that. And, That's the best classical oh. composer ever. Oh, I love Wagner. I he's love like Wagner. he's like the metal of classical composers. Oh yeah, pretty much, pretty much all of them are kind of metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people. Uh, I've seen some pretty cool uh, documentaries where they compare uh, classical music to heavy metal. Yeah. And then they're saying there's a lot of it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know. There's uh, a lot of it in this album, I think. But uh, you, you know, out of all of them, you know, I, I understand. Like, you know, it is very complicated, and it's it's something I'm not personally into, but I, I do respect it. But Wagner, I, I found, you know, that that's something like, fuck, I could listen to this shit. 
because this, you know, this is some pretty evil shit going on. Uh, but but no, this, this Chopin, uh, you know, and it's probably because Chopin, I, I, that sounds French. Probably why I don't like it. But I no, I, it didn't ring a bell. But uh, I'll, I'll take the next one. Dark are the veils of death. Yeah. Um, God, this shit is fucking long. And if it wasn't for the fucking guitars, uh, I, I, I would have turned this off. I was just, I was dreading this one on a repeat listen. Just looking at, you know, I'm looking at the, the length of the song. And I'm just like, wow, at this point, it's just all blending together. And, and really, other, other than some fabulous guitar work, man, it just really does nothing for me. And I, I'm really just like waiting for this shit to end. But I will say this. My favorite song has not come up yet. Who uh, gives a fly? Who gives a rat bat? Okay, okie dokie then. I'm uh, just I love you, Andy. I know. I'm, you just, I'm just playing Wadzilla Theater over here. I gotcha. But, uh, you know, I'm still scarred from the reload episode. Only yeah. one fucking song is making me goof on you for a whole album. Dude, dude I, I, I'm still scarred for you picking fucking 2,000 Man over Uncle Salty. Well, let I, me tell you something. That, 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 that shit made me cry. Well, <laughs> I, I gotta hand it to you. I, I, I cried like a girl touched me while I was listening to the cure. Well, I, I got uh, like I said, I gotta hand it to you. How you can keep up this shit is pretty draining over here, man. <laughs> I'm a little drained goofing on you. <laughs> I'm getting tired of this shit. I'm just not gonna stop. I wanted to go through the whole album, but I don't think I can. You, you have some stamina, my friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> but I, I wish I could come quick to this album and get it over with. But not so much. What, what do you think of Darker well, the Veils of Death? It's all over, Ian. You don't have to listen to it again. You're not, now you can just goof on it. It's better, you know. Yeah. It's better than listening to this again. Um. Uh, I'm gonna be honest about this one. You know, this is a song that, you know, when I first heard it, I thought, man, the time signatures to the song were odd and weren't, and you know, it was just too sporadic and it just, you know, it just, uh, you know, the changes were just too quick for me. You know, Merciful Fate are the, are the kings. They can change a riff to another riff that's completely different and make it work. Well, this one doesn't have that, but. I gotta say, it took years for me to get used to it, and it kind of clicked with me. And um, I will say, it is my least favorite on here. Uh, but you know, on a scale of one to ten, I give this one a solid fucking ten because I still think it's a fucking great song. Because it was just years it took me to get it. You know, this one was the one song I was kind of like, eh. I mean, the thing is, the groove on this song I love from day one. But just when it changed all of a sudden, something else, I'm like, what? Then it came back and, you know, it was just, it was just all over the place for me. But it, it, it did, dude. Honestly, it took me years, you know, because this was the one song I was like, yeah, I don't really care for this one. And now it's like, because I've been on this kick of them lately. And, and you know, it's funny because I haven't listened to Nightfall in about maybe a year and a half, two years. It's been, it's been a while. And um, hearing this again this last week when this song came on, I was like, man, this is, this is cool. I mean, yeah, it's not merciful fate worthy, you know, the ch time changes, but it did click with me. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, and, and 
I don't know, maybe I'm biased with all the other songs, but I, I fucking love it. Alright, I'll go to the next one. Warner Lament. In fucking incredible. Hypnotic. How this song grinds all the way through with those incredible lyrics. Keeping me fixated and, you know, like, breathing in every fucking syllable from the great Messiah and the notes, you know. I could say the same thing about the whole album, but this song stays on that path that puts me in such this fucking hypnotic zone. And uh, to end it with that short, simplistic, acoustic piece puts a big-ass stamp on it that says fucking classic. It's my second favorite song on the album. Love it. What do you think? Uh, well, the only thing I'm mourning is the time I wasted on this fucking album. Uh, Jesus I'm Christ. trying, but I'm too drained to goof on you, man. I don't know how you can do it this long. Everything is sounding the same now, man. It's all bleeding in. But again, I will give the same praise I gave every other song in this album. I am a fan of the guitar work. I think there's some great playing on this, guitar-wise. But again, between the vocals, the non-existent bass, and the fucking, you know, Tico Torres on fucking drums. Hey, look, come on, man. See, I gotta go back to you. Okay. You know how to, you know what? Just when I thought I'm out, it sucks me back in. <laughs> you had to bring up Tico Torres to tie out, you fucking son of a bitch. I wouldn't even do that to fucking The Cure. Jesus, that's a low blow. You want me to goof on you. You're, you're, you're reaching. You're, you know, like doing this, even though I, I fucking hate the album, like I said, I'm more than time wasted. It's really not wasted. If, if anybody out here enjoys this, and if they love this album, and they, they love all the great things that you know you have to say about it, or they don't like it and they laugh at how I make fun of it. That's all. That's all that's important, man. It is that we put out an entertaining episode that makes people fucking laugh, and maybe make somebody check this out. I'll, I'll be glad if somebody, like you know, hears this and checks it out and likes oh, it. There's no doubt. I know we're gonna people that you know that, that aren't like kiss fucking nerds that actually take the time to hear this. We're going to turn on a lot of people. Mark my words. Oh, yeah. Anybody that says they don't like this, seriously, you know, fuck you. You know what, what What I'm waiting to hear? I haven't seen a post yet. And if somebody has, please make a post telling me this. But I really hope we turn some people on to Angel Dust because that was one. Man, I really dug that album. Oh, and, I do too. But I love Candlemass way more. Right, but, but, but what I'm getting at, though, is that something, you know, I had a pre-prejudice going in, and this one, actually, I thought I was going to like, and, and didn't, you know, but Angel Dust, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, and it's one I got to study and shit, and man, I really love that album, and it's still on, on my playlist on my phone, and, and I hope somebody discovered it, and if somebody listens to this, and they they become a Candlemas fan, hey, I'm happy about that, I'm not, I'm not on that boat, you know, I'll be DiCaprio sinking in the fucking Atlantic, but, uh, you know, hey, if you like it, great. You know, and if we made you chuckle, even better. I'm sure there's many out there with pubes, and they'll like it. But, uh, you know, speaking of chuckling and laughing, well, I wish I could laugh, but this song is so fucking horrible. Bewitched. Uh, this is the one we were talking about earlier uh, that made a video for, I will, which I will watch. Uh, oh, you but, need to watch this. But, God damn, you know, I, I know I said this before, but... Man, a, a, a one-trick pony, this is all sounded, this is like all one long 
that song, and it just it made me feel bad actually for you for albums that we've had to review that you hate, and by the end you just must have been like, oh, this sucks so bad. Oh, that, terrible. That, that's how I really felt uh, by the end of this one, and this one was so tedious. On, on the second listening to this album, uh, I, 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 had, I had to just shut it off and, and go to the next song, because it was just so like, oh my god, fucking end already, and I already heard it once, and that was fucking bad enough. I could I could not make it through this song fucking twice. I I I apologize. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. This this, this really got on my last fucking nerve. What do you think of Bewitched? You are a bitch. Um, dude, this is that dude. Seriously, you gotta see this video. This video is god. It starts with Messiah in a coffin with a tombstone and it says his name, and he busts out of it with some killer moves. Throughout the video, it's fucking hilarious. The Jagoff, it rules. Does, does, does he does he do the doom stomp that I want to see? Yes. Okay, good. And it, it, I think this shit rules, you know. And um, it, it is funny, you know. I do find it funny as fuck as well, but for the right reasons. Especially, there's a part where he meets this hot chick, and he and, and for a second he plays air fiddle. <laughs> air fiddle. Yeah. And then later, oh later, later, he, there's a bunch, you know, like, you know, the band members and other people, they're all bewitched by him. He's got them all hypnotized. And then he starts doing the, the, the foot stomping. And they all started foot stomping with him. <laughs> and then they start singing, come on, Eileen. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. I stood up and started foot stomping through this video. It's so fucking crazy. This video made me bewitched. You know, and this is their most popular song, and with good reason. I think it's their catchiest song. You know, you know, well, yeah. as catchy as they can get. Well, if I caught it, I'm gonna go to the doctor and fucking get rid of it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it, the AIDS will still say. Oh shit. Uh, well, uh, you know, as uh, I think it's still pure doom. And I think it's fucking awesome. I fucking love Bewitched. You know, it's a fist pumping, fucking metallic masterpiece to me, man. I love it, and the video is godly. Um, I saw somebody leave a comment saying that Opie and Anthony, you know, they're like shock jocks, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I know of them. I don't. They, them. I know they, of them. they, they goofed on this video, I mean, and it is a very goofy video. And then at the end, he gets back in his coffin. It's fucking awesome. I love <laughs> it. It's, uh, it's stupid, but it's great, you know. All right. Well, then we go into the last track, uh, which, if you're paying attention. This is my favorite track on the album. Yeah, I love this one. And too. and this one was written by Mike Weed. Yeah, uh, this is the only one not written by um, yeah. uh, Life. And, and seriously, I'm, I'm not even joking. I think this is a really good track. And I, I think it's awesome musically. Uh, I, I, I think it's perfect. And I think it's a cool way to end the album, too. Uh Really, I, I, I've, I've shit a lot on this band, even though I, I have given a lot of praise to the guitar work. But I think this is a really, really good instrumental, and it's one that deserves to be uh, its, its own little thing. I mean, it's a short song. It's only 2 minutes and 18 seconds. But I really, really like it. I, a great structure. It's a great little instrumental. Can't, can't say enough good about it. My favorite song on the album, uh, which, which is hard because, you know... That riff on on the Well of Souls, I think is fucking amazing. That you know that that riff 
Oh my god. Give that to fucking Ozzy. And, and, and that that could be a fucking, you know, put that up there with Stargazer. I love it. But uh, but overall, this is my favorite track on the album. Love it. Black yeah, Candles, by the way. I love it, too. That acoustic intro and then that amazing, crunchy, doomy instrumental. You know, it brings this masterpiece to an end. I think this whole album is masterful and classical music to doom metal, I think. And it, yeah, it's a great way to end it, man, with this nice stylistic. Uh... But, you know, I just feel like this, this instrumental is just as good as every fucking song on here, uh, as far as the vibe goes. I, I think this album is just a masterpiece. Every fucking song works, even the you know, uh, the one that took me a little, little fucking time to get into, you know. But, um,. I still fucking love it, uh, uh, and and yeah, it's a great it's a great outro, outro and uh, two thumbs up for me, man. The whole album, and two middle fingers for you. Uh, yeah, I, I give it I, I give it eight eight man buns down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but man bun man. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, that, that's just my opinion. A lot of other people um, love this album. Uh, I will say I'm not as, as much as I shit on this I'm not prepared to give up on Candlemas well you uh, know what Ian I recall you saying you didn't like King Diamond and, oh, yeah. and, and it's funny because as I said earlier Messiah and King Diamond were the two singers that I got immediately because it was so different than anything I've heard before that you know what, man? I wouldn't be surprised if you end up worshiping Messiah. I wouldn't. You know, and, I, and and another reason I would think that is because you don't mind Lizzie Borden. Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I will. I will definitely go back to it. I mean, that is a point I was gonna bring up. I mean, Overkill used to hate. Now one, one of one of my favorite thrash bands, Slayer. First time I had heard Rain and Blood, I thought it sucked, and they're my favorite of the big four. Uh, King Diamond, I, I thought was absolutely terrible. Now I fucking worship. So I don't want to say that I won't change, but being realistic at 45 years old and the way I drink, I probably have like five years left. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you ain't I, got I, enough time. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I have enough time to give this particular album another chance. But like I said, I went back and listened to uh, Epicus, uh, Dumicus, uh, Metalcus. And, uh, and that didn't bother me as much. And uh, what I heard from some other singers, I didn't mind as much. I mean, to me, this one should have called, been called uh, Succumus Maximus uh, Sickimus. But Hey, uh, wasn't that the singer of war? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arungus. Um, but uh, hey, like, like I said, if somebody else gets it and, you know, who, who the fuck am I but a, but a schmuck with a microphone? That is true. Good who, point, Ian. Who, who loves the cure? So if, if other people love this shit, hey, more power to you. If you enjoy it, great. Uh, it's, it's better than Sammy Hagar, you know. Now you know what I went through when I had to study Funhouse. Oh yeah, see, and, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But you know, to each their own. And uh, hey, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. But I, I will, I, I will check out some other. Uh, Candle Mass record just by the guitar work alone because I really did as much as I bitched about this I did enjoy it I do find it funny though that uh, I, I'm looking at the, uh, the the 2000 special edition of this and, and that's the one that uh, Mr. X was so uh, kind to give me 
but they have a lot of uh, live versions of, of these songs, and they're all much shorter than how they are in the record. I was like, yeah, because even they know that shit was too dragged out. No, they don't, actually. They know. Oh, okay. The, the, the reason why the band knows this shit's really good is from the countless people that that uh, call it a masterpiece, like myself. All right. Well, uh, there you go. This was released November 9th. 1987. Uh, I believe they were the first band on uh, a label called Axis, which was a, uh, I believe they were an English label. Well, uh, they were on Metal Blade over here. Well, well, yeah, but well, this album wasn't released in the U.S. till 1988. Okay. Uh, through Metal Blade, but over in Europe, it was released on Axis because they were dropped from their original label because of uh, you know the low sales of, of the first album. Wow. Uh, but. Uh, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, I, 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 I did some studying. Did some history. Um, but uh, hey, if, if if you dig it, great. If not, I, I hope you laugh. But uh, now it's time to go into pick of the weekend. Do you have a pick of the weekend? Um, no, I'd have to think about it. What's your pick? All right. Well, I'll go, and and I'm gonna keep it in the uh, in the doom realm, if you will, and that is the. The latest album, St. Vitus, I think I might have picked this one already, but I want to pick it again to keep it within the Doom uh, realm. Uh, It's self-titled St. Vitus, just like, you know, the first album. And this one, uh, once again, on vocals, is Scott Riegers. Uh, I really dug this one. And this one, some some St. Vitus, you know, takes a while for me to to get into. This one I caught kind of right away. And it reminded me of how I felt about the very first uh, St. Vitus album. Uh, the stuff you want to know took me a little while. Some I like, some I don't like. Uh, and I, uh, I'm not even being biased. I mean, shit, me and Dave haven't hung out since... Last time I saw Dave, we were at a Concrete Blonde show. <laughs> but uh, uh, I really dug it. And I think people need to check it out. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to go Doom... You know, this is no prejudice aside because he's my buddy. I'll take St. Vitus over Trouble and uh, and Candlemas so far. What I know of Candlemas and what what I know of Trouble, yeah, definitely take it over Trouble. And and I forget who paid for that Trouble episode, but yes, we will re re review that episode. And who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I won't. But my pick of the week right now is the new St. Vitus subtitle album. Check it out. I, I think you'll really dig it. All right, I, I'm going to stay with Candlemas. I, I, I got to freak that first album, which I, I even like more than this one, but not by much. You know, Epicus is my favorite. I think uh, everybody should give that one a chance. It's song like solid. Every song, Solitude, uh, Demons Get Crystal Ball, Under the Yoke, uh, Sorcerer's Pledge, you know, Blackstone Wielder. I mean, I think that album is, again, another masterpiece. And, uh, and man, I was so honored to see them live, play this live uh, in its entirety. And then I, they played another set where they just mixed up a bunch of songs. Fucking love it. Uh, that's my pick of the week. Candlemas. Epicus, Dubicus, Metallicus. All right. Well, now it's time to go into Fan of the Week. And that's the man who, who paid for this and was good enough to answer uh, my request on the Facebook page today. And that's, if I pronounce this right, Christopher Olufsen, or Olufsen, sorry if I'm wrong on the pronunciation. Uh, 
But to my knowledge, I could be wrong. I think he's a newer member. I, I mean, it could be by, you know, one or two years, you know, but very active. And, and that's what I love. This, this guy joined the page and he's so active with his own post, with commenting on other posts. And I, I, I love that. You know, I was laughing the other day. Chris Sinzak wrote me and said, oh, uh, hey, I saw you guys got 3,000 members now. And I, I started laughing because I was like, oh, we did that actually a couple months ago, but we keep fluctuating because <laughs> people people come and go. And I, I know we have a lot of listeners who add people to the page. And I, I can tell that when there's a new member request, they'll say if they requested or if they were added. And I, I got to be quite honest, it depends on my mood that day uh, and whether or not they answered the questions. And some people I've denied just because I don't like how they answered the questions. And, and, and some people, whether they answer them or not, you know, sometimes I'll go look at somebody's profile. And if I, I think they seem like a cool person, I'll add them. If I think they look like a douche or a fake profile, I, I, I won't, you know. But uh, but but Christopher, man, he joined and, and he, he does what everybody should do. Be active on the page, man. If you don't like what you're seeing, add what you like, you know, and see if other people respond to it. Or even if they don't, who gives a fuck? Post what you like, you know, and, and, and get in there and comment on other shit and say if you like something. Say if you don't like something. I, I think that's important. Everybody everybody should have a voice. If you don't like something, you know, say it. Now, you can do it without being antagonistic. I know, I know Ralph has an issue with uh, certain members on the page that he finds just simply antagonistic. Like, uh, you know, we were talking about this the other day. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. But you feel like this guy just, no matter what you say, he's always got a contradiction. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that, that's a little assholeish. Now, unless that's honestly how you feel, but I, I find it hard to believe that you could disagree with everything that, that Ralph has to say or post. I mean, shit, not only on the group, but on my actual page. Right, you know, right. It's like, look, here's the thing I don't understand about fucking people. I go on my Facebook, and if I, on a rare occasion, I'll go through my news feed, and I'll see some guy put up like I don't know like something from Funhouse or Bang Tango or what happens. I'll keep scrolling but no some people just have to make a point and say I don't like it now if you really analyze the psychology of that it's it's them talking down to you it's them saying you shouldn't like it either I'm sorry that's how I feel about it now I think the gloves are off on the podcast page because when I go on the podcast page and I group, and plus you ask, classic or crap, you know? Right, right. I, I, even when I say it's crap and I exaggerate how much I fucking hate it, it's a, it's with a wink, man. It's like, right. I respect anybody that likes whatever the uh. fuck they want. But, you know, I, I, I think it's colorful, like, to give a color. You do oh, it oh, too. Yeah. You know, you oh, do oh, it yeah. as well. No, and, and, and I... I I, I, and that's the whole reason I do the classic or crap. And I, I try to post something that I think people would have a difference of opinion on. Because some shit, it's just like, okay, well, you know everybody's going to like this. Or you know everybody's going to hate this. I really do try to think of And I do this on, on my way to work, you know, and I'm thinking, like, well, what's something that people could be divided on? And if you notice, I like what everybody says, whether I agree with it or not, because I like that they just participate. But I'm like you, nine times out of ten, if it's something I don't like, I'll just scroll past. Now, every once in a while, there'll be something that I just feel so strongly about, 
uh, I'll post my opinion. And it's not necessarily to be a dick one way or the other, but it's just like, well, this is something I really do have an opinion on. But uh, there's a difference, Ian, like you just said, once in a while. This guy's constant. You know, it's like, right. I, I get it. I get it. But you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to change my opinion on something I like, you dumbass. And, and, and I, I, I do feel for you in the aspect that those people really tend to gravitate towards you more than me. You, you yeah. take you, you do take a lot more. And I don't know exactly why. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't look. I understand why, but I don't understand why they don't give it to you, too, because right. you fucking slam so much shit like as much as I do. You know, right. but they, they just, you know, they're gravitating to me because I hurt their little feelings for not right. liking whatever the fuck they like. Yeah. So they have to say it to me too, you know. I, I think it is. Nobody gives a shit about my opinion because I'm the, I'm the coattail guy where, where maybe you're more uh, well respected. I, I, I don't know, but I, I do. I, I don't feel like I'm more respected at all, actually. I, 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 pickle whistlers. I, I, I do notice that, though. You get a lot more. Uh, you know, argumentative uh, post than I do. Yeah. Uh, who was it the other day going, hey, what's your problem with Black Crows? And I'm like, hey, man, um, think of a band you hate. Then, and, and I'll ask you the same question. And then this person try, you know, tries to say, 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 no, I was just, uh, I don't care if you like them or not, but why? It's like, why? What's the, what's the reason behind this? You know, and it's like, and then, you know, he went on to say, uh, you know, oh, that album's great. It's like, you know, I see what you're doing. And that's yeah. not the person I'm talking about either. I don't even remember who that person was. <laughs> who knows? It might have been. I don't know. I can't remember. But, uh, you know, basically what we're getting at, though, is, uh, you know, there's ways to do it. There's ways not to. But to me, uh, Christopher has been an awesome uh, addition to our page, and I, yeah, I think he he's, I think he's added a lot, and and really, I mean, I mean, I appreciate everybody's donation, but I gotta admit, there's something a little bit more special when I know it's somebody who really doesn't even have a chance at going to the expo that donates. Like, you know, there's some people like, hey, if everything works out, I'm gonna be there because I live in the states, or, you know, or it's more affordable for me to go. You know, there's a lot of people like, there's no way in hell they can afford to come to this but they still support you know uh, what we're trying to achieve with the expo they're trying to support us as a podcast and it, and it means a lot it really every every donation means something but man these these people from other countries that donate this shit man that's that, that that's just a little little extra spice on there and I, I appreciate it and and brother i hope you enjoyed this episode and you didn't get too offended uh, by my views on it but i hope you respected that i was honest uh, which I always am, for better or for worse, and Ralph is too. I, I, Ralph, Ralph never mails it in or, or says something just to be, you know, contradictory or, or, or do something. We're always honest on this show, and, and I think the people know that and they respect that about us, even when they disagree with our opinions. I want to go back to this bone smuggler again for a second. <laughs> okay, okay. Just to show you how stupid they are. Okay. We have people that don't fuck with you as much as they fuck with me because of musical opinion. Yet, I'm the one that would have more respect for them for liking something I don't like. You have gone on the record to say, fuck the fans and the bands, okay? 
<laughs> so you, they should be arguing with you, but you know the reason they don't is because they're really stupid. They're really stupid human beings, <laughs> and they don't know how to function in life. And they're idiotic, mongolic, and uh, you know they, they just suck as humans. So you know, I, I I respect all you bone smugglers. I like shit I don't like. It's fine. I don't care. But you seem to have a problem with me, where you leave me alone. That's why they they they, they have more respect for you. Because, and you have less respect for them where I have more respect for them. That shows you how stupid they are. Well, you know, an- another funny thing that's, that's really ironic, don't you think, uh, is I get much more love on the Facebook page than I get on YouTube. Now, YouTube is where people are way more critical of my opinion, uh, you know, uh, compared to the Facebook page. But... Uh, you know, you're the person that's more likely to kick somebody off the off the Facebook page if they piss you off. I, you I did that. I did that the other day. I went on our Facebook page, and I saw somebody. I forgot what argument they were having with you, and I was like, "This guy's got to go." Oh, that argument with me? Yeah, and I don't remember what it was, but they were. It was a recent argument you were having with somebody. But you know, he, oh, he said we sucked, and I said, "Okay, bye." If you suck, then I guess we won't. I'm guess I'm doing you a favor, so you won't have to see things that suck anymore. What was was that the guy that did the uh, Sammy Hagar post? No, it was uh, our our appearance doing "You Can't Stop Rock and Roll." Oh, and it was on the on our Facebook page. You were arguing with him. No, no, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you answered with something like, well, we don't suck as good as your mother or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like me. And then he <laughs> writes back like something like, hey, they better to come, baby. I go like, yeah, well, bye-bye, asshole. Fuck you. You know, and again, man, it's like I never leave a comment saying, you suck. I don't know, right. you know, go look at every goddamn Cure video. You won't find one comment from me going, you suck. You know, <laughs> now, you throw a donation at us, I'm going to say it because I got to be honest, you know, but I don't waste my time. I mean, there's just too many people online that waste their time to say either you suck or I don't like it. If you like it, I don't like it. It's like, dude, I don't, who cares? Who asked you? I, I, I put up my little, look, I'm currently cranking this and this, this fucking idiot is always like, oh, I don't like that album. It's like, who asked you? I'm so close. I told Ian, I'm close to deleting this motherfucker. And just, you know, hopefully he's listening, but I don't know if he has the attention span. And of course, it's Candlemas. He ain't listening. (laughs) He's not going to hear this. So, um, basically, uh, you know, know, hopefully, I mean, it's just wishful thinking, but I really do hope I get to fuck his mom because, you know, she's stupid for raising him. (laughs) I like stupid fucking moms. Who doesn't? Yeah, they're all great. <laughs> hi, Miss. Hi, uh, Mama Ian. <laughs> oh, oh. What? Oh, no, 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 I just like to laugh. Uh, she was right. You'd know, fucker. You'd like Panama. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she didn't raise me right. That's for damn sure. Right. My mama did. Here, suck. <laughs> hey, speaking of who sucks, I love me some Mama Ralph. Mm. And so can you for $5. Uh, that's not. That doesn't apply to me because you know, like incest is, is yucky, unless it's a hot cousin I have. Hmm. I do it. 
Alrighty, well on that note, uh, again, thank you for this episode, Christopher. Yeah, and thank you, Christopher. I loved it. Tune in next week when, uh, who, who knows what it's going to be, because we're kind of, we're fluctuating back and forth from some, uh, what the fuck, are you on Facebook? No, nah, it's just somebody, like, uh, sending me a Morse code that you don't know shit about music. Oh, uh, uh, must be superior metal opinions. Yeah, Mr. Superior, whatever happened to that bone smuggler? Remember him? Make me yeah. a superior sandwich. I, I, I think he's the new co-host of Rock Sucks 10. Yeah, that guy disappeared. <laughs> that guy's like in, in, like held up in some jail cell with Andrew Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, tune in next week. when It could be another fan episode. I think we're going to put this one up right away as, as soon as Ralph uh, edits this and adds music. But we got, we got uh, some cool stuff coming up that we picked out. Of course, we've got plenty of fan reviews coming and uh i just want to throw this back out to you uh there's a lot of people who donated so far for rock and pod 3 and people who donated for rock and pod 2 uh hit me up on his instant messenger and let me know if you picked your album and uh you know remind me if you paid the guest or you just paid to pick an episode uh but start sending me these so we can keep them coming man because i really want to knock these out and throw them out as fast as we can so ralph and i can get back to uh doing what we envisioned to do yeah. <laughs> but uh but uh, you, you know what? You guys, you guys paid for this shit, and we will honor everything, and we appreciate you so much. We joke around about it. We bitch about it. But, yeah, in, in a way, we would kind of like to get back to doing what we want to do. But we will definitely honor everybody who was good enough uh, to spend their hard-earned money to hear our, our fucking opinions on this shit. So, so hit me up on Instant Messenger. Let me know, and uh, we'll keep these episodes coming. Right on, man. I uh, I fear the next episode is revenge time. <laughs> I know we got to do a tool one. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's uh, coming up. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, I doubt it'll be next week, but you never know. So hipster tune, music. Tune in next time to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Messiah rules. Ugh.